Yes. Check, check, microphone, check. One, two. We are live. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Let's see. We're live, baby. Are we? Are we? Yes. 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 All right. <laughs> that was a good start. Um, it's almost like we didn't <laughs> rehearse that at all. <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I was just uh, sharing it, and um, I think you should, too. Yep. Go on. I'm on it. Yes. We are live. Dude, I'm a little bummed out. I had a shirt planned for this show. And it was going, it was dedicated. Let me give you the backstory. Well, no, no, we don't need to give you a backstory. That dude, Chad, that's donated to every show, large lumps of money. Yeah. I had a shirt that literally said in huge block letters, yeah, Chad. And I was going to wear it. And I looked for it. And I don't know what the hell happened to it. So, Chad, so you ruin the surprise watching, for next for the for next week. Or for, no, it's gone. If it's uh, not in my closet, it's gone. Oh, so you've had that shirt prior to this. Oh, I've happening. had this shirt for like six or seven years. So there's a another Chad. Well, <laughs> that's another funny story. Yes, there is another Chad, and that's what I call road bikers. So when you see a road cyclist, you go, "Yeah, Chad." You know, as an old mountain biker, you know, kind of frown upon the, the cyclists because they're not extreme. Oof. But uh, that has nothing to do with the Chad that's been donating. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, different Chad. I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry if he just offended you. Yeah, I didn't. It, I inadvertently may have, but I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to. It's not where I was going with that. Well, I'm just going to drop our old intro <laughs> while we wait on Kyle Neary. All right. All right. <laughs> So I, I just want to start off the show by hoping that hoping that I see my boy Justin Huglin in the comment section tonight. I am partaking in Huglin juice, um, hugged by a slim can Beach RC koozie um, that you can only get as preferred customers. We put them in your boxes when you spend lots of money for free. Um, but anyway, cheers to you, Justin Huglin. You the Huglin Lager. You white claw drinking SOB, you. You know, in our new products, I actually thought of him with our new products. So stay tuned. Just not so much that you'll make him a block. No, he might have to make up his own insert or something. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to go rogue on that one. Maybe if he just wraps a beach RC koozie around it, it will fit right in it in a drink block. Yeah. You could like epoxy it in or fill it with like puka shells and sand and put it in there. I don't know. You could figure something out. If he really wants it, you can do anything if you don't have no in your heart. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. Yes. Which I'm sure Justin Huggling can put his mind to it. Oh, that's all he does is put his mind to things. Well, 
what is up guys rc aiden what up facebook user that said hey hey what up dave brown facebook user says yo what up if you guys want your name to be seen you got to join in the youtube chat i believe is where we see the names is that right mr dj bronze league uh definitely it'll show us there for sure bitching so anyway. what's up camden lime thanks for the comment dude appreciate that chris van air welcoming you to the 40 plus club there chase hey thank you thank you what up whoever said what up to me what up and whoever said just take a shot okay i will <laughs> without further ado let's get brent fired up chase said i was a little drabby in our pre uh pre-show meetings and i said well i got a liquor cabinet let's let's see what we can put together here <laughs> No, Sick, Kyle, Majekis. Kyle Majekis, when's when is uh, Dixie going live? Probably next week. F finishing up some stuff right now. Glad to see you on here. I, I miss drinking beer with you. I'm, I hope to have a couple with you while you're in town. <sighs> All right. right so what's going on? What have you been do up to in the past two weeks since we've been on? Well, there has been a lot going on. Um, you know, as you know, uh, Wicked Weekend was what eight nine days ago and um so that was huge we'll talk more about that shortly um and uh my my family was out of town this past weekend so i spent the the weekend on the computer working in my office at home and doing like in between jobs on the computer going back and forth doing stuff around the house trying to multitask um that's been kind of the the story of my last couple of weeks that and just really crunching and trying to get everything done for um uh rc program coming up uh in a couple weeks so i think i need a new chair sorry no all good it's losing its pressure like it needs more fluid in it because i threw out the show i'm just gonna be like i'm sure you got a bud light somewhere that training fluid and throw down in there and <laughs> i definitely don't hmm. but interesting it was that way before any of the controversy i was never a fan Never Can't a fan of the taste. I mean, they were good when they're they were the only thing I like Bud Light for is when I ran out of beer. I know my friend Alan Bowen, he always has a case full of them. So uh yeah, I'd always go and sneak some of those from him. So does T Boss. Yep. yep. Um Mr. Lime. But I know you had uh an interesting last weekend too. So, you know, everybody on this show got a little bit older in the last couple of weeks. I know it was Robert's birthday, DJ Bronze League. Yep, Thursday. Chase, race, Chase Craft over here turning 40 and can now enter into the man's class. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Definitely excited for that. I just bring one car to the track, race two classes, dude. It's going to be sick. People, so don't people don't understand. I, I go and run intermediate as my track time to run 40 plus. Well, I'm going to say whatever class I'm doing shittier in, that's my track time class. <laughs> whatever race there. it is, that's what I'm going to say. Most of my buddies are in the 40 plat, you know, the guys that I bench race with and stuff, they're all in 40 plus. So for me, like there's, there's bars that I'm trying to get up to or, or surpass. So yeah, now you're one of them when I come out West. Oh yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be fun, dude. I'm psyched. It's, it's kind of screwing with my pit program right now. Cause I'm gonna have to figure that out. My pit guy, uh, he's in 40 plus right now. So he's, and we finally like got this 
team going, you know, like he's 40 plus, I'm intermediate. Every race goes on said, we're pitting for each other, you know, like it's just like a, and it's so nice when your program, when you just have a freaking pit guy, like guaranteed and you're not yeah. like for one on the race day, like it just makes your day so much better, dude. Yeah. So like, it's almost like I finally made it, but I'm going to lose my pit you're guy. Losing it. So you got to find another day. one chaotic again you know Go find another one that's hilarious i know hey i will tell you it, it's not any easier finding a pit guy just because you go to 40 plus because everyone it's just another class people have to pit for so you, it's almost like you just gotta you gotta make sure you have a friend that's not running the classes that you run well it's 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 gonna be tough dude it's gonna be tough because all of my friends either run intermediate or 40 plus or right there you know so Yep. I know. I guess it'll just be like roulette on who makes the mains or how we're stacked up in heats or it's going to suck. No, it's not. we had it. We had it pretty cozy. We had it pretty cozy this whole season. And change is good. Day. Change is good. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Be, stop being like this. I don't like it. Nothing sucks right now. Okay. It, it's it's going to be a thorn that I so, must hone into a smooth butterfly. I want to talk about this right here. This WRC lid would look sick on the wall. You're damn right it would. But I don't Especially buy Especially one of Billy Cards. Billy Card? Come on. Maybe I'll be able to bring in uh, uh, Cav soon. You know, whatever. But, hey, <laughs> we take we take mail calls. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a mail call release video. I, I got a few things in. Um, unfortunately, I just haven't had time to, to do much, but. Um, and I love this comment right here. <laughs> People should have been mad the first time they tasted it. So true. That's I right. I hated Bud Light even before people hated Bud Light. So yeah, me too. It was terrible. It's always been terrible. So, Thanks, Keenan. Let's talk about Wicked Weekend because that's the furthest back event from the last time that we had a show. I know that the the Tilted Worlds was this past weekend, but uh, the weekend before Wicked Weekend, um, what was it like? on your end of wicked weekend watching it because i know that keenan danny paz and uh lefty really you know along with uh dave's crew john um, jacob and all the guys that helped dave put on race time they really put on a great broadcast like i'm talking the level that everyone wishes and now is probably going to start expecting yeah, it was super good. And this race, I mean, this was the first race I came down with a cold on like Friday or something like that. So I literally sat on my couch Saturday and Sunday and watched every minute of the race from seven in the morning or whatever time it was, like literally the first guys out to the last runs of the day, Saturday and Sunday. So I'm <laughs> what's crazy is I'm having a hard time remembering a lot of it. <laughs> Even though I was, just, it was just, it was just so long. It was kind of long ago. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm trying to focus. I should have been taking notes, you know, as a proper uh, new to me, RC journalist and being responsible for reporting on some of these things, I probably should start taking notes. And I don't know when the next time is I'll be able to actually sit and watch one of these things the whole damn time, but I did enjoy it. I was not bored. The broadcast was insane. I thought it was great. They literally got every single person when they came off of their their uh, seating round to come down and get their picture taken so that they could use their face on the screen of all that classes. That was cool. Yes. That was and really cool. What I like about that is they, it wasn't just focus on the pros. 
Yes. It made it made all the mains good, which brings me to a question that I'd love to see the people in the comments put, and I want to know your opinion on this. What is in your mind? Okay, everybody goes to the track when the pros are qualifying or when the pros are racing. That's just kind of a given. Everyone wants to see that race. But you just said that you spent all, you know, the, most of the day, all day watching all the racing. The whole damn day. So now think about the in-between. You know there's a race going on. It's <laughs> Sunday. You know all Sunday is mains. What's the lowest main of what class that you want to, to try and catch? Like if you were going to just watch some racing. I mean. As I enjoyed them all. And, you know, most sometimes the lower mains are the best ones. You know, sure. they're, they're, they're the most exciting where, I mean, watching Johnson win the Asian hobo come up from like the the double w main like all the way through yeah, that he was, was a that was sick dude yeah he definitely won the bump mvp of wicked weekend and that was cool to watch and getting you know and a dude like that and sportsman getting interviewed like that's so rad you yeah. know so but I, I think my question maybe i'll just ask it to the people and they can put it in the comments then because i don't i don't know did, if you really you caught the this comment Leo Moreno. Oh yeah. Send me a picture of these socks and I will send them to Robert and we will put them on the show. The second that all comes <laughs> through. Cause I would like to see them. I didn't see them. I would love to see these socks. <laughs> yeah. Leo, send us that picture. I saw it. I, I liked it today, but I, I, I think um, once, once Chase sees it, he'll understand. But anyway, sorry. Back to what I was trying to ask squirrel. Cause I want to know, <laughs> I want to know what people who tune in to watch, like, do you just try to find out when the pro mains are being, you know, put up? Cause in the grand scheme of things, when you see like J concepts or when, you know, any of the other companies that post races, they're really only posting the big races on their, on their social media. They're only covering it themselves. But if you know it's on and the broadcast is good, what's the lowest main of what of the lowest or what class that you would actually try to make and watch because i mean time's precious and not not very many people just sit around on sunday and don't do anything at all so no, i mean if you had to pick, maybe the bees i'm thinking bees you start at the bees yeah for the ones that are getting important you know at, at a 600 entry race 600 plus entry you start at the bees yeah you do, i would say so. so for me i'm i'm a little bit further down i'm d's and c's if if i'm if i have the time because in my opinion, the D's and C's and definitely the B's are like A's and B's at most places. You see guys that are really talented in the B's and you see people that you think are going to just break out in the C's. Well, yeah, and the C's, yeah. I mean, the, the C's and B's are typically guys that could be in the A main. They just probably didn't do that great in qualifying, you know. So that's where you – I mean, in the C's, you, you see a lot of standout guys that – did terrible at qualifying and then they'll just sure. mop everybody Yeah, in the C's, you know, and then the B's that's everybody that might've been a second off pace or had a crash or something like that in qualifying. And those are really good races in those. Cause I mean, a lot of guys typically do better in a main scenario than a qualifier. You know, they got more time to, to get in the zone and, and move up the move up. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you're right on that. Um, so yeah, for sure. I, I I think that to to be watching that from afar and not be there, I think 
what I did watch back the cut. So just a, a quick story, me and Paco had left at six 30 about an hour before the eh, hour or two before the pro main buggy started. We left after the pro truck and uh, it was a six and a half hour ride home and it was going to be one 30, one, one 30. So we left to, to try to get home and Paco has got the phone in his hand during this race. And the whole time he's like reading me off, you know, who's in what place in the top 10. And, you know, I'm just driving the bus. It's freaking dark out, you know, cruising down the interstate going 75. And <laughs> at the very end of the race, I can't even imagine, you know, I, I at the time I couldn't imagine what Keenan was like or what was going on on the race broadcast. But Paco's losing it. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, Dakota's, you know, this close yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and it was like, oh, I was getting excited. And then at the very end, he's like, Dakota won. Cause we weren't watching it. We, we didn't have, he didn't have the video. He's just watching the, the stream of the, of the position. So we didn't get to see it. So when I got home the one 30 in the morning and I crawled into bed, I turned on my YouTube or my live RC. I went back and watched the, the last 10 minutes of that race. And what an incredible race I, the, the minefield at that track. I got to experience it and race it. If you were good at that and not crash much, you gained a lot of time, but you, there was a couple of really tricky sections, like coming around that back left corner and hitting that big double by the bleachers. It didn't go straight. It went at an angle out away from you. So if you, it, we were, everyone early on was jumping in between the pipe because you thought it was jumping straight and it wasn't, but the, yeah, what a spot to put a jump like that. The farthest spot, you know, <laughs> well, that's, that's typical Bobby. Bobby does a lot of stuff like that. That's, that's a, that's a, I see that in almost all of Bobby's tracks. He's got some far feature. Um, he's gotten a lot better since the first time I went to a track uh, that he built back in, you know, 13, 14. Um, and the, this track was fun. The layout was good. The minefield was kind of a 50, 50 kind of deal. It's kind of sucks, but was also kind of cool. Um, yeah. The, the racing was really good. I mean, the, 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 the racing itself was really close and really good. So, I thought yes. it was a, a, a great event. What's up, Joey Avellino? Yo. Yeah, no, the track, I thought the track was sick, dude. The track was good. It looked like it held up really well. Um, it looked like it had flow. It looked like it was fun. That minefield looked like it could be your best friend or your worst enemy, you know? Um, yeah. And that that's fine, you know, if a track has something like that. Um, I thought it was cool. I watched the whole damn thing and I was on the edge of my seat and standing up for those pro mains. That, that was some wild stuff for sure. Uh, Donnie, the, the drone shots were cool, man. Um, I think it was a little hard for a few people to, to grasp that thing flying in front of your face on the driver's stand. Um, but that's actually Dave's son Cooper who flies it and he did a phenomenal job. I thought he, uh, he's really adding a, a nice, um, a uh, really nice element to a broadcast i mean danny's killing it danny's danny paz is my guy he does uh he started last year with us doing masters um he's been doing it for the carpet champs the last couple years uh lance he does all of lance's stuff his coverage is immaculate he he's he's a very very small show and he's doing it all on all by himself and it's awesome um but he's coming to rc pro-am he's coming back to masters he's going to be doing the fall brawl for us um so you i would 
I assume, and based on my conversations with him, we're going to get the same kind of broadcast for the RC Pro-Am in a couple of weeks and same kind nice. of broadcast for Masters. And and by the time he gets to Masters and to Fall Brawl, I, I, I even feel like it's going to be better. You know, and maybe we're going to have uh, some more elements ourselves to add and help him with so that we can make it even bigger and better ourselves. So, but yeah, he's doing a kick-ass job. Yeah, the broadcast was super sick. The, the drone was definitely a cool effect. I know it would have distracted me that's for sure but anything will distract me i mean i could feel that like if one shoe is tied tighter than the other when i'm driving on the stand or something. so like everything like distracts me and bugs me anyway so i think it'll yeah. be cool and for the first time it coming out i think he did a really good job with it yeah um keenan says to be fair the numbers are the highest on the broadcast at during the time of the pros but that's obvious i mean that's i'm I'm looking, I'm looking for the common fan. I want to know what the the common fan is. What's, you know, kind of what's the latest or the earliest you're watching main events. Well, definitely. uh, Like I watched it all day and I was definitely scrolling down to see when these mains were coming up and kind of timing. If I could go take a dump or eat some lunch or something like that and not miss anything. Um, But yeah, the the pro mains is where it's at. Intermediate mains were good. Sportsman mains were good. Um, 40 plus means I didn't don't really remember those, but uh, yeah, I, I had a great time watching it. it. Gave me something to do that weekend. I, I personally had a uh, fast cars and I, my problem is I don't get fast until my main, my first main event, which is usually too late to get it up into anything. Um, not as young as I once was and I, I'm not as good as I once was, but <laughs> I'll tell you that track was fun to drive just to do it fast. You had to, hit every mark. was it one of those layouts where you're like man i wish that we could drive on this again or keep driving on it or something like that maybe i mean i think it's cool to just always say how cool that particular layout was um you know we get i'm we're guilty of it at beach rc i mean we only do a couple layouts a year now we used to do three or four now we do maybe three <laughs> most of the time just two um well three if you count the the oval in between the races but um yeah it's i i i enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to the next one to try to to try to learn you know so that's i think a lot of people have to understand the why practice is so important it's because not everybody learns as fast as ryan mayfield and dakota and cole and all these you know these fucking savants they they can go out there in one battery pack and they they can do it almost as fast the first time they go out as they can the last time and we're we can't you know it takes us time we're we're just not like that Mo- most people aren't built like that so i don't ever take a lot of pride or time in my practice and that that hurts me but i you know i have more fun than most people i have so. a i have a thing where like i think i pull off way too early from practice when practice is going on or don't because i'm like oh, i'm good you know i think i'm good but i'm not really good you know, if I can get around the track, I'll be like, all right, I'm good. I'm not going to, you know, wear out my car, you know, wear out tires because I only brought a couple sets and I want to have my tires fresh for qualifying or something. You know, I'll pull off and think I'm good and I'm I'm not good. Not at all. <laughs> but I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think your car is that great, but, you know, the the guys that are really trying to find the speed, they they their car is good on this set of tires so let's go try we know it works good on this so now we're gonna go try this and now we're gonna go try that 
um, it's, you know, you, you've definitely got to be much more dedicated to that side of things. Um, yeah. How was that comment, dude? I know you were in like race two on Saturday, by the how way, <laughs> by the way, for, for all who knows what happened on Friday night, I made race two on Saturday. I've seen that. I've seen and, that. uh, and I participated and did pretty well in race two, all things considering with all the Casamigos bottles that were laying around and fireball bottles and 600 cans of Coors Light that we had it. I feel like I did pretty damn good and no tissues needed Chris Van Air. So suck it big boy. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about, well, Okay, let's talk just a little bit more about Wicked before we move on. I know, like, the the buggy race was crazy for Dakota to win that thing in the minefield on the last lap after trying to run down Seth. Seth's stuff was amazing this weekend. He That weekend, he did an amazing job. It was good to see him back in the saddle and really pushing the limits. But that truck race, let's talk about that truck race. Jared Tebow mayfield or not mayfield jared tebow um you had uh fuller and seth and i think there was one more truck up there but those four three or four guys battling for like second and third spot fourth and fifth all on that last lap after 30 minutes i mean just beating on each other pretty wild dude it was cool to see that many people in the hunt at the end you yeah know? that's what i was thinking that's racing and to see the excitement of somebody like Tebow, who's really had kind of a rough go over the last 12 months, it come off that driver's stand like he almost like he won his biggest race. I mean, he was so excited. Um, and he should be. I mean, that race was just cool to watch. I mean, the, the crowd was going crazy, you know, there at the arena. Um, what was it like watching that? Like, how was the coverage on that? Because I did not go back and watch that. It was superb. And I was on the edge of my seat. You know what would be cool? As if there was somehow they could capture the people around the track cheering for this stuff. That's like the next level. The yeah. people capturing the people rooting them on, cheerleading for their drivers. You know, maybe some some pre-race because there's always somebody hanging out on the fence before the race. You know, maybe get some some uh, what do you call them? What's the word I'm looking for? Like packages built? Like no, 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 no. Like predictions, package. pre-race predictions oh, from some, some of the people on the on the gate, you know, on the hanging on the gates waiting for the race. Sure. Sitting on the hay bells. Keenan goes, hey, dude, hello, Joe Blabbernathy. What do you, who do you think's got this race? You know? Right. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. I'd like to see that. But yes, back to the race. The race was awesome. That is what racing should be. That was an exciting race. We can't talk about that right now, Reese. Come back later. <laughs> um, Hunter, what are you even talking about, dude? I, I that's I, I, I walked I I went back and watched that entire thing. They'd never even touched in the in the um, minefield. If that's what where you're talking about, they both flipped, and uh, I mean I might have missed what you're talking about, but they both flipped and Dakota landed on his wheels, and Seth kind of didn't. So. Um, it's just kind of a 50, 50 deal that, that wasn't, that wouldn't really cool. Um, 
But yeah, the one thing we didn't I, talk I about think was if how, you come from that far behind and, and make it up, I mean, you kind of get a buy, even if you do tap the guy passing, well, <laughs> passing yeah, him, you know. <laughs> you're not wrong. You work you worked wrong. for that shit and eleven should, seconds back to you, come up. You should to that. do anything and everything besides something absolutely freaking days of thunder or shit. Yes. You know, like get in there, get aggressive. You worked your ass off in that race and you should be able to dive it in there last turn or two turns away whatever you know absolutely i i agree with you if you're that far back and and i mean most of those guys want to pass each other clean but i didn't see anything happen that uh would have you know, <laughs> both of those are my guys uh so let's just be 100 percent transparent i saw <laughs> nothing wrong with how that race went down seth blew it unfortunately and i love him um i thought that was going to be his race and it was going to be his his way to get back to the top and start feeling good again uh which it still should be but dakota run him down and dakota beat him and that's that's the facts um yeah and that party uh like reese was saying that party though that that party was freaking good that there probably was a hundred people still there after midnight right well, let's just say after 11 o'clock so that was uh that was a basher a good rager Lots of fireball flowing out of fuel bottles. Lots of uh, fuel and gun fireworks. I seen fireworks, I, dude. So I heard about that after the fact. Um, that might come out in another podcast or story or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's so many comments I came and answer. Doesn't so like fireworks. We're gonna have to to move forward. Um, Casey said, when the, when the fuel sticks Shreddy came out, each RC party game over. <laughs> yeah shreddy Teddy. oh my gosh teddy was all over it all right shreddy so teddy rules man let's talk about you you turned 40 i did man let's let's hear about it because i even though we met before the show i was like i don't want to talk about your party i don't want to talk about your birthday i want to i want to talk about it on here so i want to know how did your 40th go down 40th was rad and uh, I'm ex- bittersweet to hit this milestone in my life. I don't really feel any different other than that I'm 40 now. But, uh, yeah, I woke up in the morning. Uh, the dirt was having a club race. So first thing I did was popped in the van, grabbed a couple cold ones, popped in the van. I didn't grab a couple cold ones before. Grabbed them for when I arrived. And uh, got about halfway to the dirt. Somebody made a will call order. I was like, shit. Drove all the way back home, <laughs> grabbed some shit for that guy. Got my way, way back to the dirt. And then um, proceeded to hang out with, with some of the dudes at the track and started filming and filmed some of the guys and hung out and have a couple cold ones. And um, then came back. I think that's all I had to do. And then I just kind of chilled at the house until the party. And then uh, party came around. It was rad. We rented out a bar, had a live band, um, a lot of family and friends, old and new friends, and it, it was cool. It was a nice little, I would have to say, real not romantic, but kind of close-knit hangout sesh with a live band and open bar, open food, really good food. And um, yeah, it was it was sick, dude. It was a fun night. And um, awesome. I, I passed out in the car on the way home. It My, wouldn't be a good party if you didn't. No, no. So, yeah, that was about it. <laughs> 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 that was my 40th party. 
That's rad. Well, I got a lot of good footage of the, the drivers. I'm stoked on that. Yeah, you were telling me a little something that you got uh, a little Frankie and little Frankie stuff, action, so. little Brendan LaRoe, little well, Adrian you, Ramos. You spit out the Frankie one. I haven't watched it yet, but um, yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, I'll go check that stuff out. Yeah, I mean, that's like my second favorite hobby is, is filming the dudes out driving and making edits and putting them to tunes and stuff. You know, that's that's my other favorite pastime to do, so. So. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I got some other footage that I need to work with and um, get that out. And Wheeler wants to no, know. No, Wheeler. Absolutely not. <laughs> if they did, so I quick. probably, where I was at, I probably would have gone with it and been psyched. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I would have loved to. Yeah. I would have paid for that video if that freaking came out. No, it was cool. And the, the family surprised me. My son and my wife worked together. Um, behind the scenes and made a like a, a a video like a montage of my life from like being a little baby to me now so it had like a cool montage of that it was like 20 minutes long that was playing on the screens while we were all eating and mingling and stuff so that was cool nice yeah my... but yeah nothing nothing too wild just kind of a nice little romantic I, that's intimate definitely the fucking wrong intimate. word is what you're intimate for. yeah it was intimate yeah. you know it was, it was probably like 40 weird. or 50 people so it was it was cool man that's good 40th birthday parties are rad and everybody should experience a really good one i think 50th is always questionable because it just depends on what point of life that person's in they could be going through their worst time i mean i guess at any time in their life but once you get 50s people start kind of like freaking out that's that midlife thing dude i'm yeah i mean 50s pretty up there dude like i'm what? you know you start i'm starting to think about this shit like we're not damn. far you just because you turn 40 doesn't mean you're not close to 50 you're no, way closer, closer to 50 than now. i was uh, 10 years ago you know <laughs> like i'm just like nervous for what 50 year old me is gonna be like like am i still gonna be like this but i'm just gonna be old as fuck you know fuck. what i mean like i don't know dude <laughs> <laughs> Well, a couple things are for sure. You're you're still going to be probably racing RC cars, and you're probably still yes. going to try to skateboard. So those are the things that you're you got to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. But thank you, everybody online that wished me a happy birthday. I really appreciate it. That's cool. Fuck yeah! All right. <laughs> so Notch says you got a free uh, free entry at the next TNS. Yeah, for forty plus. Sick. Yeah, Joey Avellino. He he definitely Romantic. knows you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so full transparency, I have been putting out fires, kissing babies, taking names, kicking ass, and not had a lot of time, and I did not get any products or news, so much to the fact that I'm embarrassed. But well, Chase, you've got some. We've got some stuff. Um, I tried to be a little bit more prepared, because we usually do this shit like an hour before the show. <laughs> Which I was you trying know? to today because I was <laughs> so busy all day. I, I tell you what, I had a hard time getting through the news because I thought there would be a, it'd be easier to get information about this oddball world news. But literally all these sites you go on, all it is is just like span, like pop up, like fuck. Sites suck. You agree? Yes. They're terrible. So pulling any kind of interesting news or finding anything is pretty damn hard. And I honestly, I love this section of the show but maybe we should think about 
molding into something new. Well, <laughs> I have I been know trying the last couple times. Like, hey, we need a new segment. Yeah, we need to we need to scratch that segment. Maybe bring it back if if oh, something yeah. pops up. Yeah, you yeah. know exactly. So we we uh, anybody that's out there that wants to throw out suggestions. I mean, we've got a few in the can that we're working with, but if you got any suggestions on what would make cool uh, 10, 15 minute segments, you're more than welcome to throw them out there. We're, we're listening, but uh, yeah. yeah, we, we have a couple, we just haven't uh, got to the point where we feel comfortable. I, yet. I had one that was so outrageous that I was kind of nervous to even send it to Robert. I don't know if I sent it to him or not. I don't even remember. We'll, well see if he pops it up. All right. If he pops well, it up, we're rolling with it. But if you're not, gonna do I, the news, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit back and, and laugh and commentate on whatever it is you brought <laughs> to him. So it's on you. Here yeah. we go. Okay, Robert, in no particular order, let's see what I sent you in the past two weeks. Oh, you're gonna let him just pop something up? <laughs> yeah, just pop it up. We'll bring it up. All right. All right. I think this is a strong <laughs> first one. Give me a second. Uh, thanks for everybody being on the show and like, oh yeah. <laughs> fucking Casey Wilson said, fucking Casey called it, dude. Casey, what how did Casey know that? Wow. All right. So that's <laughs> oh, so old, man. I, I wish I would have known this is acceptable. I've known this for, is that old? Um, yeah. At least a year. Okay. Well, apparently dolphins chew on pepperfish and get high and they share it around and they like it. So <laughs> Yeah, that's they like what dolphins hit, do. They like young like dolphins. a volleyball. Yeah, they they knock them around and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's hard out there in the random news. Shit. I know. Next I one. Know. I have zero. Robert. Let's see what we got. Oh, this is one. This one's pretty good. I found this one like not too long ago. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Woman selling her sofa is probably the worst. You got to see the messages on this. A woman selling her sofa on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. And some guy pranks her and tells her he'll buy the sofa if she'll cut it into three pieces for an art project he's doing. So he convinced this lady to show her, show her a picture, show him a picture of her saw. Then makes him, she, he makes her take progress photos of her cutting it into three pieces and then tells her, sorry, I was just messing with you. You just cut your piece of shit sofa you were trying to sell into three pieces <laughs> and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> oh my God, I'd be so yeah. mad. But who's dumb Dude, enough to do that anyway? I know, right? Can you Holy imagine? shit. <laughs> Pretty funny. That's almost cool. that's like Ponzi scheme fucking bad, dude. That's yeah. that's like cruel and unusual punishment. Because I mean that's, that's like big Lebowski shit. Yeah. Facebook marketplace is pretty rough, dude. And the, the people are pretty aggressive. Yes. Yeah, I guess the guy was mad because this, this lady was like aggressively trying to sell this couch and he just took it to her. Uh, imagine uh, um, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> oh my god. Uh never mind. Go on. All right. Next one. We're just going to fire them off. We're not going to ponder on these too hard. Uh, oh that's just God. a picture of a cow laughing at a horse stuck in a fence. <laughs> <laughs> Can you zoom in on that, Robert? Oh, Look I at this it. cow's face. Look at him. He's laughing. Dude, his he is legit off, dude. laughing at this legit. horse. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, Look at this. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. 
Oh, Best I love news it. I've seen all day. I mean, I would, I could probably frame that, and put it in my bathroom. That's no a bathroom doubt. picture that for is sure. A bathroom. Okay, everybody, there you go. You got bathroom art. Thanks to Chase. <laughs> All right, That's what do awesome. we got next? What do we got? Is there any more? Hey, look, I hope look the at... one that I I don't know if I sent yeah. you the one about manatees, but no. there was a really messed up story about manatees. Oh well, you you sent this one, and this one made me laugh. Hey, Wheeler said uh, this is the new. Oh segment. yeah, okay. This is the so, new segment Chase uh, I... Facebook Marketplace messed up <laughs> post. That's a good segment. Okay, so apparently. There's a model that's offering herself up as an emotional support stripper for the Ukrainian soldiers. <laughs> and she's giving all military personnel in the Ukraine her stripper support for free. Wow. Her OnlyFans is free if you are a military guy in the Ukraine. How about that for philanthropy and freaking for making you feel good? Yeah. Like, hey. I'm offering it up that. for you guys. You guys are out there working hard. You need an emotional support stripper. Absolutely. They deserve it. I mean, they're they're on the edge I mean, of death minutely. I say good honor. Can we get an applause? Robert? Yep. Do you have one? He doesn't have marked yet, so he probably doesn't oh, remember. Well, that would have been a good... There we go. Yeah. That would have been a great spot for an applause, Robert. <laughs> Kudos to her. All right. The yacht dock fight and aliens. Yeah, there was there was some stuff going on, but I'm trying to we're trying to do stuff that you, you may not have seen before. So do we have anything else as far as news? There was a I'm I'm really glad I didn't send you the manatee one. Yeah, that was like, it for news. They had like eight of them. Okay. It was four, it was three four, or four. We had four news, two products. Okay. Cool. Yeah, if anybody wants to look up what happened to the gay manatees in Florida. Go ahead. Okay. Now we know. That's what the manatee thing was. <laughs> well, apparently two brother manatees oh. were getting it on. In so we're gonna them. we're going there. Okay, no, no, okay. Okay. One of them's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Started talking about gay manatees. We dropped down ten people recently. <laughs> it's over. I have a problem with making that happen on the show sometimes yeah, but that's did. all right um yeah new products we got two right Let, let's do it and the first one i mean what is this okay yes this is a company called toiletries 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 and they make all kinds of cool accessories for your shower and mainly the ones I was stoked on right there. See there, bottom left right now? Bottom left. This is a suction cup beer holder for your shower. So if you're like me and you That's... like to partake in a shower beer from, you know, from time to time, you have a cup holder instead of putting it on the little soap thing. Or maybe if you have a little chair, it's a suction cup for your beer. And they also make it in Huglin size. So if you click wow. over, there's a Huglin one. That is fantastic. It, I I know a, a friend of mine, James Van Hook. He drinks a lot in the in the shower. It, it's a great one after a hot day working in, working outside. You get yourself a shower beer, and I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know how many times he's told me that he's passed out in the shower because he was drinking. <laughs> 
Well, All right, James well, Van Hook has one. Look at he's, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's watching it. Um will it hold a four loco? I don't think so. I I don't think that there's the market for that. Jacob. Well, I mean you, that's just a tall can, can, right? I mean a tall can's just a little bit bigger. You know, when we made our our beverage holder, the bevy block, we made sure that a tall can would fit. And a tall can size is the exact same size as a normal beer with a normal yeah. neoprene koozie. It is. So, bevy block. Bevy block, hot race. Yes, I mean, race there car. is a there is a skinny can one as well. But I thought that was cool. You know, last show, I did some RC products, and you were, I got wah, 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 and all that bullshit. <laughs> so, I decided to go outside the RC world and try and come up with something that's useful for everybody. I'm proud of him. How, are you proud of him, DJ Bronze League? I think it's a great idea. Oh, that was a great one. Good job. Yeah, but Chase. they make all kinds of all kinds of shit. All kinds of you know anything you could think of wanting to hang in there. It's all black or gray. It looks pretty cool. So definitely bachelor pad, bachelor pad stuff. Because you know who knows what <laughs> what the messes will let fly in your shower. Mine's pretty uh, covered with you know. That's good. I definitely don't have one of those fucking things in my shower. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody knows what you want for Christmas, so yeah, not asking for a lot. Yeah, for sure. And then we got one more product. All right. So this is the glow light. Okay, it's an under cabinet light, which I might be a little biased here. I'm kind of an under cabinet connoisseur. And I'm always looking for the next best light to have under your command module. Okay. But this one is extra special and I actually bought it. So I have it right here. Okay. This is an under cabinet light. And here's what I'm thinking for all you guys. If you're at a track that doesn't have any power or anything like that, or you're out crawling at night and you're using your command module, this thing has an external battery that charges and this thing lasts for hours. And you literally just plug it right into your damn light and bam. Nice. You got a super bright light that you can stick under Whoa. your command module or Whoa. anywhere and you have a light. So I bought it. They got me. I think it's pretty cool. It's also got motion detection. So anywhere you want a cool little slim light. I mean, and this thing is thin as hell, dude. Look how thin this is. Yeah, I've, I've got a similar one underneath my uh, fish tank over the um, the sump area um, that I put up underneath the tank, and uh, yeah, those are those are really slick. Yeah, it was a uh, it was like thirty bucks for this one, yep. fair price, but I thought it was sick. So if you if you uh, oh right on Dave Brown, perfect, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, it is kind of like a glow stick. I mean, you could use it as a rape. You know, you could even have light save. Keenan, Keenan, if you're still in the show. So yeah, that's it for new products. Well, all right. Um, those are good. I uh, not bad. Good, good job, Chase. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Chase for carrying the segment. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you. You the man, Chase. Thanks, thanks for. Uh, We're not going to point out the fact that Brent is too busy for his own show. Yeah, well, no, that's that is fact, hundred percent fact. I I love doing this show, so I make time to do the show. Unfortunately, this last two week period has 
time crunched me not to prepare for this show. So um, it's my bad. And thank you, DJ Bronze League, for being a total douchebag. Okay. <laughs> you know, you could actually I'm have just kidding. DJ. You call me out. Why why you got yeah. why are you gonna act like I'm the dick? Hey, so now you feel how I felt last show. Oh, that's useless. True. Useless. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jesus. But you could have you could have bronze mad. league. Like bronze league, you should have had his back. You should have I done agree. a little bit of research and had shit prepared for Brent. I mean, knowing that he didn't have anything. Being that it was his birthday week last week, I'm not going to agree with you full heartedly. But if it were any other week, I would say, yeah, what the fuck, dude? exactly so <laughs> nice okay Robert, enough harping on each other we're a team dj bronze league yeah how was your birthday it was awesome got to see family went out to see some friends in north carolina did some nerd shit uh had good food got some drinks and now i'm back what kind of nerd shit do you do so that all the people that are listening or watching know what kind of nerd shit you do I'm big into fighting games like Street Fighter. Uh, so I was commentating a tournament. I also stream a lot. So, yeah, those were those were mostly the big things this weekend. And, yeah, I got to see some family, which was nice because I don't have anybody in state. So, Because you're up from the Baltimore area, right? Yeah, and then my father's side of stuff is all in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. So you like two shitty football teams. Uh, just so how do, you, how do you commentate video game fighting? Are you like he really – triangle square square circled the shit out of that guy yeah kind what, do you, of. what do you do i mean you know it's like uh it's like if you were watching a race right like the typical person sees a race they're like man he really took that turn going left fast but there's more nuance to it right so you try to walk the line of like being funny and like being insightful Right, but you know, I'm you sure also all these characters have special moves. Yeah, and there's like, I mean, like there's that. even fucking math behind it if you want to get nerdy about it. But you know, it, it's like trying to watch like a sport where there's a lot of nuance going on where you're trying to explain it, but you also want to be enjoyable and not in the weeds. I know yeah. that probably ninety percent of the fifty people watching this played Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter growing up, or Kung Fu or whatever on Nintendo arcade style. Yeah, well, that too, arcade, but dude. arcade, but Nintendo and all that as well. And uh, so that's actually how Robert and I met when I was putting on um, Call of Duty and Halo tournaments. Um, but yeah, lots of uh, lots of nerd shit going on over there. Yep. That's for damn sure. Best arcade game. Let's see that in the comments. Anybody who wants to date themselves. Oh, Ivan Stewart off road. Oh, dude. That's what I'm going to say. That, Mickey Thompson or, or Sprint. The the Sprint hands game down with the the Indy cars or. I mean, big buck hunter well, that's pretty good but that's a newer one right we're talking yeah, like when we were kids yeah when we were kids like rc Dude. pro-am wasn't on the arcade yet or never made it to arcade but that was a fucking great game which is the namesake of the pro really we're putting on didn't yeah. know that dude you should find the graphics from that game or something and it's in the background of the flyer is it oh fuck yeah. you're way ahead of me you missed it way ahead of me but yeah, the Mickey Thompson with the wheels. I mean, remember, remember, just yeah, you like just flung it nitro, nitro, and sling it. Yeah. Nitro. <laughs> oh, oh I, man, it was so fun. I'm actually on a group of um classic arcade games on Facebook, and I'm always waiting for that one to pop up for sale. Like, I'm I'm on point, ready, just for, bye, 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 you know, like give it to me. 
There should be arcade games at the RC truck. Well, I want that. That's what I was going to do is I'm going to buy Mickey Thompson and I'm going to put it in the hobby shop. But that I got to find one that's for sale. I want a legit I want a legit old one. I don't want something remade. I want the fucking game. Yeah. And Skater Die. That game ruled. That was a good game. 720. <sighs> so now all the games. Chased by the bees. You, if you go into these damn uh, uh, Dave and Buster's or any arcade now, it's all uh, it's all throwing balls at stuff. Or dancing. Everything's about tickets. Nothing's about competition anymore. Although there is a really good four-player uh, Mario Kart now at like those bigger arcade places. Nice. Uh, we had a comment back a couple about the lowrider. Dude, I want one of those freaking things so bad. Those lowriders are so badass. We just brought them in finally. My good friend Billy Fisher at Red Cat. I've been talking with him. We're going to start selling a lot more Red Cat stuff. So um, Red Cat makes cool stuff. They've come a long way. They're they're obviously their their low riders are the best in in the market right now. Um, they have a really good crawler, that Gen Eight um, crawler, and then they have a really good drift car, which I'm not into crawling or drifting, um, but I would probably have one just to play with. So. Yes, the the drift car it works good, but the body they freaking kind of blew it with that. The body's a little lame. On the drift car. Yeah. Yeah, but they make so many other ones that'll fit right on. But I mean, as but a with stock the body, detail yeah. of the Impala and oh, Monte yeah. Carlo, they could have killed it on that drift car. You know They're what I mean? Insane, dude. But They're... dude, those lowriders are the shit. I can't wait till they do like a. What's another good lowrider car? You know, they did the the '59 Impala. What's another? I mean, they got the the three icons, like the three most iconic ones, are done. Well, they got two different Impalas and a Monte Carlo. They yeah, got you know a, what they need uh, to do is like the, uh, the like the Crown Vic, not the Crown Vic, but the Lincoln Town Car. That's ooh. a pretty, pretty yeah, nostalgic car. lowrider car. You know, it's like the you know like the Oldsmobile or whatever the boat, the boat one that almost looks like that looks like a Crown Victoria almost. Yeah, yeah. Or is that like a, a Chevy Lumina? No. Remember they used to lower those station wagons all the time, whatever they were. No. The Caprice, the freaking Caprice. Caprice, dude. yes, they did a Caprice. lot. Caprice, yes, they did that. Yes, that would be cool. And a lot of S10 trucks. S10 Ooh, yeah. trucks were really big into hydraulics and then the whole beds and everything moving. And I, I would assume yep. if I was a, like betting, a dude, was a, a hard body man, Nissan. If I a was Nissan a hard body, man, yes. And and Wheeler, they got should do it a too. whole mini truck scene, dude. If I was a better, bed. if I was a betting oh. man, I'd say they're probably working on that. If I had to, they guess. should and do a truck. Not, that's not insider information by any means. A mini truck would be sick with a dancing bed. That would be hands down. Yeah, for sure. Be dope. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, before we like bust out of this uh, fun little uh, talk about really cool, nostalgic arcade games, anything else you want to talk about before we go into taking some live calls? No, we're, we're good. Let's do the live calls, man. I mean, uh, we could play a longer commercial. Who's got a long commercial? Nitro Pro, right? Yeah. So we're gonna pee, but here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna post the the call number, and what I'm gonna also do is I'm gonna ask you guys all to share, share, share while we are playing this commercial and going to the latrine. And we know the Collins is the best part of the show. Thank you for sitting through our banter. It's time to get serious. It's time yeah. to talk so some smack, have some fun. Watch this 58-second commercial and then share this so that more people come in to call. 
Here we go. Yes. Quality. Precision. Passion. For servos, batteries, and fuel, go to NitroProRacing.com. This episode is made possible by the boys over at Racecraft. They don't suck and neither should you. So get your pit game on point with the command module, the wadule, and mini module. Don't forget the flocking amazing pitting accessories or the all-new flock foil that fits nearly every 1A chassis and comes in many amazing colors. Use coupon code WheelandTrigger at racecraft-usa.com for 10% off your entire order. That is wheel and trigger with the ampersand at www.racecraft-usa.com. So get on board at Racecraft. We know how to party and we f*** hard. That's quite the commercial, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we both had the same idea there. Yeah, for sure. I forgot my beer. <laughs> All right, we're back. So, did we... There it is. There is the call in line. You are welcome to call in. Talk about anything you would like. Growing pains. Family matters. RC cars. JBRL this weekend. Yes, we will be attending. Brody Crompson. What up? Brody Crompson is missed in all the of house. Wicked, Brody. You know what? I really hope we hear from John from Arizona. I was a little bummed about him for whatever reason not coming to the last episode, but whatever. I mean, We'll figure it out at some point. Billy Card said this game, 86 outrun arcade game. I don't know that one, to be honest. Is that the with one you. with like the Miami Vice Ferrari? I'm not sure. Where you're like driving on a track? Because that game was cool too. Yeah, I'm pole position sure was... was cool. Pole position was like the the first game you ever sat in like a, a box, like inside the car and had shifter and everything like that, I think. So that's my white dog. Claw can so yes, it's it's considered alcohol. It, no, it's a seltzer. Yeah, it's very refreshing it's a after a long day of work. All right, we've got our first caller. All Ooh. right, bring him on in. Oh man, Brody, Brody Robson. Hello, hello. Hi. Hey, Brody, what's happening? So, I, I was just kind of uh, pissed off earlier that uh, you cut me off on our phone call so you get on this podcast, so I figured we could just finish the call. 
Yeah, man. Um, so what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, JBRL finishing my bathrooms. Um, yeah. What What else did you have on your mind? Oh, uh, you know, it's just pretty much finishing your bathroom JBRL this weekend. So not understanding why we're not going to go through the, uh, the AC at uh, SDRC. That's but, right. Yeah. We were we were debating pros and cons. JBRL versus STRC, both series races. STRC's got a uh, season opener for a new season. JBRL, third round, new layout at the dirt, racecraft room, fun shit. Jeez. They're both they're both pretty equal in how fun. One stack. But I mean it makes sense makes sense why you want to go to JBRL being as though you can run that sixty plus class now with your birthday. So that is that true. I didn't but you know what's even better? Hunter, if we go, Hunter will be running 40 plus night. I mean, not Hunter will be running Sportsman Nitro, and I'll be running 40 plus electric buggy. And I don't know if that's how I want to kick off my 40 plus career. Please don't. Wait, why don't you run Nitro buggy? Because Hunter's going to be driving it. You guys can't use the same car? We'll drive mine. Well, there you go. I guess I can. I'll give you my buggy. All right, Boom. so I guess if I'm if I'm gonna race, I'm gonna call out some old farts right now. I'm Do gonna it. call out Jeff G, Barry Baker, okay, Lance Hubbard, wow, Jesus. Jose Alvarado. You're, wow. you're gonna get your ass kicked from this you side are of town to all the next. Going down. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he really is. I nope. think he, he could maybe cover Lance, um, maybe Jeff G, depending on the day or if he gets it gets lost in the setup because he'll normally squirrel out and tear apart the whole car switch between cars all that kind of stuff but you got to stack the least list of there well yeah the way i we'll, see we'll it see. Is, as long as mark pavitas doesn't show up um i think we'll be all right i think we'll do pretty good we got dunford yeah. man oh, god i can't freaking ronda um yeah, it's it's gonna be tough, but I think I got him. Ronda won't all. go to JBRL. Ronda oh, no? won't go to JBRL, so you're good there. No. <laughs> Who else do we got? We got Miguel Perez. We got Shane Simmons. We got freaking Mike Shirley. We got Nick enough Fernandez. With your, enough with your phone call. It's getting worse. <laughs> Cody, I do have Cody, one question for you. What was what was your thoughts of uh, Wicked Weekend for your first one? Uh, for my. First, the weather was miserable. It made me question my life decisions. Why? Because it's so hot? Dude, it was so hot, so humid. Um, other than that, I mean, anytime you go to the East Coast race, the hospitality between the the, the atmosphere out there and just, just the people, like, not saying California guys aren't as cool because we do have some rad dudes out here, but something about that East Coast vibe, um, just the people in general, it's just different. Uh, I, I love the people out there. You go out there, pretty much, you kind of get like the red carpet treatment, treatment when you go to those uh, East Coast races. It, it's really amazing. I absolutely love them. Yeah, it's it's similar when we go West, though. I, I think we all feel like it's fun to go West because it's a different crowd of people, but when you're people, people, when you like people, then traveling, I enjoy the traveling part because I get to meet new people. I get to hang out with new people. 
but yeah they, it's a, it's two totally different scenes and they're both rad in their own right that is true yeah i i just personally really like uh the race time event um i think uh i think his name is lance lance does the announcing right yep lance is the rd for those Old McDonald. Uh, so for us, for Our us race. being out here, yeah, no, we we have some of the best announcers out here. But uh, having a fresh voice on the mic is always good um, for us. Something different, and then uh, the track. I I really really like the track styles out there. Um, even though they do get some character, uh, it's not as completely blown out, and I feel like you can actually race a little bit more. Um, opposed to just racing the track. So yeah, I, I love the, the East coast track. It's freaking amazing. I wish I could travel more. Um, yeah, everything about it's rad. I don't so know that you, I'd want to deal with that weather again though. Yeah. The weather, weather's rough, dude. I don't do good with random weather. That's uncomfortable and sticky. I don't do good with that. It wasn't really random. It was just hot ass Georgia days, dude, like 95 <laughs> degrees and 300% humidity. But I, I'm personally yeah. one that you need I, me to move my truck. I love sweating or being in the heat. I hate being in the cold, man. So for me, I'll take that. I'm not, any day. I'd rather be in the cold. Me too. I'd rather be in the cold. Mm -mm. It's like DNC, 40 degrees, cold Fuck as shit. That. Sign me up. So that was the worst race I had ever been to. Not not because of the track or promoter or anything, <laughs> just, the just the weather. And I've never been to a, a more miserable event in my life than this year's DNC. And this year's, for me, that Moist. this year's Wicked was my favorite race time event of all time for me. And I've been going almost all well. Wicked and PMB, I've been going to both every year almost for ten years. But the. Uh, I've been only down to AMS once and SIC. I, I think AMS is by far the best race you can go to for anybody that wants to travel or an experience. I call when, when I go to those races, I call them title races. You know, it's not just a, a JBRL or a local club race. I call them title races. So if anybody ever wants to fork out the money for a race, um, as of right now, granted we have a new one coming up in a couple of weeks that, could set a different tone but uh I that's think the rc program are like you want to spend money yeah if you want to spend money go to ams ams is good you get a lot of track time I, i'm gonna have to agree just because the weather was absolutely perfect there nice and perfectly cool not sweaty i think we got rain a day or something last but, uh, year last year was nice was but nice. the year before it was, was nice miserable dude at AMS. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a fan of freezing. Yes. I'm a fan of 70 degrees and not like just money. Oh, no. That's I want to say it was all of like 40 degrees two years ago. It was freezing. Yeah. Well, right on. Uh, right on, Cody. What so else you got? My last question before I hop off and get on uh, daddy duty. Uh, Britt, as a race promoter, explain some of the stresses that you're going through with your race coming up, up in a couple of weeks. That That's one question I've been wanting to get out of you, but you're a busy man. Thank you. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, just like for instance, today I had to have a meeting with a trucking company that can actually lift and take our container off our property that has all the trussing and everything built into it to, to have to have it transported to this arena so that, you know, that's where all our drivers stand pit lane, all that stuff is, is in um, just ordering 
parts and, and stuff for trophies or um, making sure that, you know, everything's good with race director Lance, who's calling our race as well. Danny Paz, making sure all the graphics are out, getting emails out to the sponsors, making sure we got banners and stuff on the way. Um, dealing with the venue, making sure we got all our equipment there. Pipe has to be delivered. And um, man, it's just, it's nonstop. And just when you think about like, okay, I think I got is almost all this ready. You're like, oh, I haven't even promoted it this week, or I haven't sent out emails <laughs> to the racers yet, or I haven't put a, a new flyer up or a new anything. I mean, it just, you could literally do it 24 seven and still feel like you didn't do enough. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. All the meanwhile, you know, for me and my, my situation, I'm still doing full day-to-day duties for beach, you know, still working <laughs> on new, new products for assault RC. Um, talking with vendors so it's hard to juggle juggle the time um and and i've got a great team that allows me to actually do this stuff but uh yeah it's just it's hours and hours and hours of work that i don't wish on anybody to be honest with you it's a lot i, I could only imagine so and last, last one before i jump off because i put a 12 minute timer on this uh what is your goal to make this race stand out from others other, other than your draft, which I think is pretty damn cool. But is that like your main focal point as far as um, bringing something new to the, the scene or what, what are you trying to get out of this as far as changing? Cause I know you're not a typical guy to just allow your average everyday race just to go on and slap a name on it. I, I know you go above yeah. and beyond. So what, what are you trying to bring to the RC world in this? There's no way Brent's going to allow this to be just a regular race. I, and so I hope up? it, I hope yeah. it doesn't end up feeling or being one this first year, even though like in a lot of instances, people are going to try to like hit you in the face with a big wow factor. Um, I'm not saying we're being conservative by any means, but I'm not putting high expectations on the first one, but the goal of this race is very simple. Number one, yes, Friday night, the draft, the, 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 the meet, the gathering, you know, we're going to do food, we're going to do drinks, we're going to, you know, have a little fun, some music, but we're also going to have the draft. So at this point in time, I don't have a list of all the pros that are going to be there. So I don't know exactly how many teams we're going to be able to build, but the goal is to, to build an environment where everybody's engaged, um, everybody is excited. And then after the draft is done, you know, the people that I hope the people that get chosen are going to take this um, experience, take advantage of it and and talk with the pros. Or if you're a sportsman, even talk to the intermediate, try to get people working together. And I'm going to do a Facebook live probably on Friday this week about everything um, and then just put it out there like the full full rundown of what we're doing. But the short version is no. really try to bridge the gap. So everybody is watching everybody. For instance, on Friday, the pros that are involved in this, because there is money on the line for the pros, it, the ones that are involved in it, I want them watching practice of sportsmen and intermediate. And they're, they're going to get to see it in blocks because we're going to use the same kind of practice that Lance used at the North Georgia shootout where it's in blocks by sportsmen, intermediate, and pro. So they're going to get to watch. That, that would totally make sense. So for their draft, they're going to want to be paying attention to those. And most of the time, 
sportsman guys don't have eyes on them. So I actually like that. I, d- I didn't look at that before, but that's a smart tactic for the pros to be out there and actually watching these drivers or an incentive to want to better their cars and teach them setup as well. So that uh, that's really badass, actually. Yeah, it, so it's not just about the, the, the Joes going to the pros and asking them for help. It's the pros making sure that when they go into that draft Friday night, they have an educated you know guess on who they want to pick. Of of course, some some people are going to pick their friends if they have the opportunity to, or some people are going to pick people that they've seen race at more than you know a couple races. We we just don't know. But the beauty of this race is for the overall for to be on the top three, first, second, and third in Nitro, and first, second, and third in E Buggy as far as the team event goes. It, the best pro might not win, and that's what I like about it. It's about the team effort. It's uh you know the pro yeah. can go out and win all his races the whole weekend and still because the, the, the guys underneath him just didn't perform or had bad luck or whatever, not get that title. So it's really just about trying to, to, uh, to bring community back into it and not, I'm a big fan of everybody being together all the time. I like to have fun at this hobby. I don't want this hobby to be just work, work, work all the time. So that's what we're trying to do is bring people to the forefront, help out the the guys that are up and coming, try to gain their confidence in the pro level. And then also, you know, the, the, the pros looking down for them and, and asking for help, making sure that they got the, the right people on their team. So uh, is the pros prize money well, going to depend on their lower dude doing good? 100%. That's rad. Dude. So if you, if you know, we're only paying out the top three in, in both classes, so there'll be gifts and stuff for, uh, not gifts, but prizes and stuff for intermediate and sportsman guys um, from the brands that uh, are sponsoring this event. And uh, but the pros, first, second, and third, and e buggy, first, second, and third, and nitro buggy, will all have a cash prize. Very cool. I like it. All right. Well, you guys have fun. I'll be. Uh, I'll watch the the live with you guys, but I got to get off. I'm on daddy duty now. Hi, man. All right. It's good Talk seeing you. Morning. Talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Bitching. Well, he came at you, man. He was uh, asking some really good questions there. That was pretty hardcore. Got my heart beating a little bit like I was on the on the hot seat. Yeah, you were on the hot seat, and you came correct with the I, right stuff. I really think RC Pro-Am is going to be good, man. I, I This first year, you know, I know that we've got a, a couple confirmed top pros that are going to be there. Um and I'll 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 post all that stuff starting next week. We're gonna do a Facebook Live this week, but um, you know, if my goal was this year to have ten at least ten pros in Nitro and ten pros in eBuggy that wanted to be part of this and be part of the draft, so that's my goal. We'll see uh, we'll see how it all ends up here in just a couple of short weeks, man. It's so so I close. think it'll be a good time either way. Well, definitely be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. You're gonna you're gonna have a good race there, dude. I'm excited for it. I wish I could come, you know, in that list of companies that you were hitting up. Um, I didn't get a phone call, but um, that's all right. You know, <laughs> we're a little guy. <laughs> ha ha ha. Um, Case Edwards <laughs> asked which pros are uh, attending the Pro-Am. I'll, I'll start releasing all that uh, early next week, Chase, we're, or Case, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we're we're trying to get all of our marketing stuff put together at the end of this week and do this Facebook live, let everybody know exactly how it's going to work. And then also move into the, uh, you know, promoting of, of who's coming and whatnot. 
All right, guys, we got that phone line back open. Chase, you are wearing a new hat. I am wearing a new hat. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a special hat, man, because obviously being on the West Coast, I am not a local to the Waffle House. But when I visited AMS, I had such a damn good time at the Waffle House with my closest homies, you know, uh, late night, I experienced it how everybody should experience it. Uh, 3 a.m., absolutely bonkers with, you know, Ogden and Cody and Casey. And we went twice. I went case, I went with Casey once, just me and him. And we were pretty, you know, maybe like a level eight. And then I went with those other dudes and we were probably level 16. Casey pretended he was blind. We were feeding him <laughs> at Waffle House. And, uh, you know, I had such a good time there and, you know, okay. Uh, I think Reese posted a, a photo. I, I, I made this logo like literally, I don't know, maybe six months after six months to a year after AMS year ago and just kind of been sitting on it, you know? And, uh, recently at wicked, I seen all kinds of people posting, that they were at Waffle House and they were all, you know, excited to be from not where Waffle House is and being at Waffle House. So, um, listen, almost almost every one of the late night podcasts that come out of this studio, we end up at Waffle House. I can remember Dakota for the very first one, we ended up at Waffle House. Kevin Abbott, we ended up at Waffle House. Did you and I end up at? We ended up at Waffle House, didn't we? On the way home. You and I? Yeah. I don't think so. Are you Maybe. Sure? Well, I know. I mean, that there's, I mean there's a good been... Waffle House visit is one you don't remember, I guess. Well, I've had a lot of those. <laughs> but uh, you are not you know, going to believe who I got on the line. All right, he's going to have to sizzle for just a second here. Uh, yeah, so I felt like it was time to finally <laughs> drop it. Like I've been sitting on this, I've been sitting on this logo for a while, and uh, I think it was. It, I thought the right, the timing was right, and uh, decided to drop it. And everybody seems stoked on it. So, your DJ, I. I'm pretty sure he just shushed you. Yeah, it's fine. He just no, I just said we're going to sizzle. You shushed you. Sizzle. No, nobody got I, shushed. I wasn't done you... telling my damn story. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said that we're not going to believe who's on, so I, I want to know who's on. John <laughs> What? <laughs> no way. What? <laughs> this is impossible. Who, hello, who are we speaking with? Oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. This is John from Arizona's girlfriend. No wow. way. You guys sound so much alike. It's, <laughs> it's really? so wild. Oh, so sweet of you to say. <laughs> what did, so, so you told me off when I picked up the phone, you said that John, you haven't seen John? Yeah, well, see, that's the problem and why I'm calling is I was wondering if you could help me find him. It, said he was going to a blink 182 fan meetup and an alien hunt they were going to do like some probing and have a wild weekend you know whatever boys do <laughs> is this look dude no fucking okay, way this go. is an imposter dude get this okay, person no, off of here <laughs> wah, wah. no fucking way dude wait I, i'm just kind of okay so you're actually john from arizona's girlfriend because i am totally puzzled uh, right now yeah. that you could be john the whole time some voice changing shit has been going on or is this actually john from arizona's girlfriend how long have you been with this john this is actually john from arizona's girlfriend i mean i just 
talk to him like yesterday. Okay, so where, where is, is John, John now? now? Yeah, the story's not adding up. Where's he at? Well, see, that's why I'm calling you. I'm trying to find him. But we've we've been looking for him for two weeks. So how do you think we're gonna find him? Actually, as long as we've been doing this show, Wait, we have no idea who he is. Man, I guess I'll have to try asking his mom. Robert. Where does his is his mom from Arizona as well? John's mom from Arizona? No, actually, I think I think John John moved out of his parents' place back when he was sixteen. He kind of dropped out of high school. But uh his mom lives in uh Chicago. I dropped out oh, of high wow. school at sixteen too. Maybe you're so how, how long have you that's crazy. Yeah, I, I quit high school when I was 16 as well. He's getting um, <laughs> Uh So how, how did you meet John? Well, see, that's a funny story, actually. I, um, I happened to be living in Vegas at the time, um, and I was just walking around the strip, and I saw this guy, and I was like, Whoa! I have to talk to him. So we 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 started. Okay, wait, wait, hold up! We stop there! So stop there! We had a couple drinks and. Stop there! I want to hear what your first impressions of this mystery man were, and what initially attracted you to him. Oh yeah, what did he? Gosh, what did he? What does he look like? Everything. Can you describe him? What? Okay. Yeah. Well, he has like this, like kind of shaggy, dark hair. He's dreamy brown eyes um he's pretty tall he's like like i don't know six one six uh, one plus or minus yeah. <laughs> well he sounds yeah, amazing he really was and that's why i had to talk to him so bad oh my god but now he left you he's gone we don't know where he's at you don't know where he's at and he's posted in the chat i don't understand why John, call in. Yeah, yeah, can you call in? Your Sorry, girlfriend, girlfriend is looking for you. Yeah. Sorry, John from Arizona's girlfriend. We can't help you. Oh, that's we... okay. Well, I, I really appreciate you sending me in the right direction. <laughs> what direction is that? <laughs> oh, I thought you hung up. Okay. Well, he's going to hopefully call in. He's looking for you in the chat. So if you just want to send him a DM. And ask him what he's doing and where he's been. Yeah, and you've slide, been about slide into his DMs real quick. Let us get another caller. So now we have two mystery people. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what is your name, John from Arizona's girlfriend? She gone. Oh, we, we ended it. Oh, she's gone? Okay. I can't take no more of that. Dude, how is this happening on our show? Uh, she was terrible. Yes, Casey, she was horrible. Ding. I don't know. And I, you know, I have to take a deep breath in. I have to start thinking a little bit about like life decisions and uh, my life decision to listen to what that lady just said on this podcast has just really set me back quite some time. I don't know. I thought we were having a great conversation. I, I didn't think that one bit actually. Um, no, no. I, I thought she was really, really full of it and uh i thought she was lying like she's actually yeah. not john's from arizona's girlfriend 
Yeah, I, I think that. And I, I think it might have been John from Arizona acting like he has a girlfriend. Oh. Well, see, what I thought initially is that maybe John from Arizona is disguising his voice. And John from Arizona might actually be Joanne from Arizona. Well, that and that was actually case, John we... from Arizona. Yes. So that's the other thing it could have been. I agree with you. So that's what I got from the get-go. I don't get it. What is going on? I don't know. Robert, you all right in there, buddy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll throw him on. <laughs> Talking about this person we don't even know who it is. and Let's talk to a real person. You went to a different place right now. There right? we go. Casey, Casey Pilsen. I, I hadn't seen you in at least 10 days. Gentlemen, gentlemen. What is going on, Casey? You what sound you so distinguished. About? What do you think about this predicament we're in well, right now? I, I think that was fake news. I think she was definitely, uh, just, I don't know who that was or who it could have been, but uh, she definitely was behind on the news. I think she was just reading the newsreel and then just tried to jump in on that. Well, there's there's definitely something, something going on, but, I mean, it's pretty cool that we have a uh, – a female viewer. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is a plus side to it. Good job, Chase. Just... I mean, well, I mean, but what if it was John though, with his other voice? That's, that's yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I thought cause, that because Brent came up with that like right out of the gate. Yeah, and I I'm thought like, that. Holy shit, is this actually happening? John from Arizona has a voice changing apparatus. And or maybe he is went no maybe he went on a UFO, and now he has the ability to morph himself. No, I mean only two. I know like three things about John. I saw his picture on the milk carton. I heard his yep. story about him being on the plane, and I've heard his girlfriend. And I, I none of it adds up. I don't think uh, as bubbly as that lady seemed. I don't think it would be a right fit for John anyway. I would have probably ran she away from sounded her well. hot. Like I'm She's I'm not trying bubbly. to like I'm not trying to put her down or anything. She sounded amazing. But I'm just not too sure of the whole I don't know where it's coming from. I was just a little skeptical. I felt like it was like a what do they call it? Like not clickbait, but what do they do in you know like it's the twenty twenties where the twenty twenty news shows where they're trying to like the catfish. I think she was oh, catfishing. That's what I think. So, yeah. One of them, yeah, they might be one and the same, but we don't know which one is the real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, what man. do you think, I mean, Casey? The meetup story. In, hobo. The meetup I mean, story. The meetup story in Vegas. Thick one, bushy brown hair. I had to just run over it. Well, when she said shaggy brown hair and and dreamy brown eyes, yeah. I thought she was talking about me for a second. I'm like, man, I haven't been in Vegas in a while. You know, but uh, yeah, but John has talked about Vegas. You know, there has been Vegas and Arizona stuff going on, so it's possible. I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to CSI this thing, <laughs> bro. My Asian hobo is so fucking right, dude. She like, <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking too. Like, she sounds hot. I mean, John from Arizona sounds hot, but if that's if it's Joanne from Arizona, I would uh, like to know. Yeah. yeah. 
one day we're one day this guy's just gonna pop up somewhere and it's it's we're gonna all be like oh shit hey uh dj bronzley you know what this is gonna cause if if we ever find out who this guy is mm. he's gonna we're gonna do an in-studio podcast with that guy we're gonna bring yes. he's so interesting and we might not even hear anything about rc hopefully not i want to just know this dude's life story that he can come up with so much bullshit you know he's gonna wear like an alien mask or something the whole show I, i'm That's fine my- with it i have i don't care anything about it you don't have to reveal his identity i just want you can blur him out like the old unsolved mystery yeah. <laughs> like interviews three, like blur his face. three hour fucking podcast with a blur <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> or just like the shadow dynamite <laughs> like the, the silhouette interview dude yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I think That's you need hilarious. Casey Wilson on the podcast. I mean, he's close enough. He could drive up. You know what? I, I see him once a year. That's it. Me too. Well, I see him at DNC. I saw him at EMS last year. I saw him twice. Though. You guys have to go to Vegas this year. Well, you got to start planning that. I have an issue. Um, the issue is my daughter, in the level of gymnastics she's in at this time and her age, regionals is always the same freaking weekend so unless joey moves it up or down one week there's no way dude there's no way i'm missing her stuff i'm with you i'm with you but i mean this, this i want to go next level I, I love vegas and I, I will be there if i can be there i promise you i stay away that place is too much for me you're probably not wrong yeah. ryan if anyone listens to this podcast, they probably they're, they're, that that name's going to start popping up in a lot of race directors' computers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You get the random friend request. Golly, what a, what, a, what a twist in the story <laughs> with John from Arizona's girlfriend. I'm I'm actually a little bit bummed to be honest with you. I was You're bummed. I was expecting more after not hearing from him for two weeks. Well, it's kind of random that he's gone. But she's here. But, but she, she brought no come looking for him. She brought no like take on anything. Just she's looking for him. It just didn't add up to me. So. Well, if you were his girlfriend, I mean, my chick doesn't know anything about RC or anything that's going on in RC. She's just looking for her man. Yeah. And this is this might you be the only place to find him. She didn't sound concerned. She sounded way too uh, bubbly to be like she was concerned. goofing on us. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh either way what a show well all right <laughs> what what did you actually call in for there stacy pilson tasty hey Pilsen. no all i called in for was just uh just definitely a big shout out for uh wicked weekend i know for uh everything that beach rc did it was uh awesome friday night uh it'd been a bit a month or two since i'd been to a race so i know uh definitely had a good time uh just uh hanging with the homies and then uh the friday night uh cornhole tournament and the uh i don't know what you called it this year the beach rc block party or whatever it was but uh i know we we stacked up plenty of cans and uh and had a good time so it was uh definitely a good time friday and uh you know it was good you know good to put some cars on the track have a little bit of fun there and it was it was hot as balls i will say that but uh you know our airbnb house is ridiculous y'all had me at the best race the best racing great track great coverage you completely lost me at hot as balls at what at hot as balls so 
I gotta say, oh, I'm out. I gotta this put things Shark in Tank, perspective. I'm for, out. I gotta put things in perspective for people that want to know what happened at that Friday night beach RC after party of after practice. Um, just just to kind of put things in perspective, there was over 600 cans of beer, two gallons of Fireball, a ga- a, a, a yeah. bottle of Casamigos, and a bottle of Peach Crown that I brought. And that, that has nothing to do with anybody else. That was just what I supplied. There wasn't well, a fucking you- drop left on Saturday morning. <laughs> so put that in perspective, what, what, what 600 you- cans of beer. It's a lot of beer. Two gallons of Fireball, a bottle of Casamigos, and a bottle of Peach Crown, and probably a hundred plus well, people. What, what you may have missed, because I know you were feverishly officiating the the cornhole tournament and trying to you know move move that down, there, you know, to get to the finals. Um, when I went in there and I said, "Man, we got to turn it up a notch over here," so I went in and talked to uh, Ryan Hatton and Speed Demon Ken, and I said, "Hey guys, can we?" Uh, get y'all to sponsor a couple fuel sticks for out here so we can do some uh some beer can races so they were like yeah i guess we could do that so uh i think that's when shreddy teddy somehow got the microphone and the fuel sticks appeared over by the vp tent yeah and i don't know if you noticed that the i I don't know her name i know she's the lady that makes all the 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 treats for the for ryan's the whatever they call them I, i forgot the name but she makes all the little Rice Krispie treats and all that, and I think sits up there and, and sells the BP fuel. Yep. But there were so many cans stacked up on the table where she was sitting at, you couldn't even see her anymore. It looked like a recycling. <laughs> like she was just behind a wall of cans. Yeah, we I, had- I, I, I kept feeling bad because the cans were stacking up so high. Like she was trying to watch what was going on, and the cans just kept piling up and piling up and piling up. Yep. We had but like yeah, was, 30 cornhole was, teams. And, uh, I mean, put it this way, Jacob with, uh, race time entertainment, he had to come and shut us down right after midnight because someone was complaining about how loud and, and awesome it was. I mean, it was a fucking That's party. Well, yeah, they, yeah, a little after that, but they, we had a fucking party going, dude. It was, it was a great time. And by the way, the, uh, S works <laughs> kids, Camden Lime and Spencer Heckert laid it the fuck down. They prevailed over all of those badass cornhole teams, and uh, they won. So they both won fifty bucks each, and uh, all they had to do is dr- hang out and um, play free cornhole. Nice. Tudor said, if he, if "There should be a trophy for that too." He would have had something for him. He, he said his guy was horrible. This, look what uh, so Asian hobo said when the cops show up the next day. You know it was a rager. Yes, yes, it was. And, Where the uh, cops like, what the hell happened? No, here? they came and did police reports. There was a few things, few people yeah, put some police report. reports uh, in on. Uh, evidently, <laughs> one of one of the um, race time buckets got blown up with. I mean, we're not talking like uh, some M80s. They put those uh, those balls with the big wicks the on the mortars. Yeah, they threw them in the buckets and. <laughs> um, hell yeah! Yeah, so th- there was other stuff, but you know, all I know is. Everyone there had a great fucking time. And all I could think about when I was picking up cans and shit all around, I was thinking, man, we could have been asleep right now. I did. But there's all these guys had all this. I mean, wives that I've never met before were there this that weekend. Got racers I've never met before. I got to meet that weekend. Like 
everyone came together for three, four hours that night and just forgot about everything and just bullshitted and played cornhole, listened to music, did fuel gun races, did fireball out of a fuel bottle. They had a great time. So I'm proud of, I'm proud of the racers. Beach nation was in full effect. And uh, I can't wait till next year's wicked. Cause that race Dude, is what amazing. about, okay. I just got an idea. You know how they have like Olympic baton racing. What if you had baton racing with the fuel guns and your team had to win every time somebody grabbed the baton, it'd be a full fuel stick and to pass on to the next stage. Y'all do a lap at the track. Do you know how many people are going to face plant running around with fuel sticks? Hey, if you're not an all terrain fuel stick shooter, then that's, you shouldn't be entering the race. Well, but there should be a hundred dollars. There should be a hundred dollars and have a baton race with stages where you, you don't pass it off. You just, I mean, you kind of pass it off, but you, you know, you gotta, you got two teams racing and everyone has to take the shot, you know, turn one. Next guy runs to the next guy when he <laughs> high fives that guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> they got to do a lap. That sounds well, like a pro. I'll tell you the team I don't want to race against, and that's freaking uh, like Spencer Heckard or Scott Heckard and, and Casey Wilson and like Teddy. Or there's a couple people I don't even know their names. There's there's some people I wouldn't want to race against in that race. Yeah, you or I'd want on my team for sure. Yeah, you wouldn't want to bet against Team Racecraft if we were entered in that one. That's true. But Reese was really mild. Reese was being kind of a little bit of a sissy. I know you're yeah. on here, Reese, or you were. You were being a little bit mild for uh, the Reese I know. He he got he got pretty turned up during the day, and we had to leave and go go to the Fatsy restaurant and have dinner, and then we came back. So he was he was we had to you know pull it back together. So he was trying to trying to get back in gear for Friday night. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, we we had a we had a trunk bar set up over there coming out of the back of, back of the car by the hot bodies tent. So I, every time you hear trunk bar, that was that was when the bar opened up and, and the drink started flowing. So I like it. Yeah, so, well, awesome. It was good right, seeing well, you, Casey. I hope you, I hope you can make it to the pro am, man. It'd be fun to have you up there, man. I'm working hard on that for sure. I, I'd love to try to do that. It sounds like it's gonna be a blast. At the very least, we'll right. we'll, we'll win the party. All right, Casey Wilson, sure. August Mingo of the Month, getting his centerfold for the Racecraft Flophouse merch. Holy shit, the Mingo centerfold Hopefully of the month. Hopefully it out. <laughs> yeah. Mingo of the Month, Casey Wilson. When, 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 did the, when did the orders close on that thing? Uh, we're going to leave them open probably for like another week and then just close it off. So anybody that orders in the next week or two, they'll get one and um, – if there's any residual yeah. ones, they'll get gone. But yeah, it's going to be ultra limited release for these. Pow! In your face with the Waffle House racecraft design. Boom! Yeah. Yeah. So don't mess with me in a month, wondering if you can get a Waffle House or a Flaffle House. Flaffle you won't House. be able to get one. Flaffle House. Flaffle. Hey, I, I wouldn't worry about a cease and desist. I think they were pretty oblivious. I mean, we were in there doing a photo shoot, and they, did, they didn't even put the pieces together, so I, I wouldn't well, worry about it. Well, it doesn't say Waffle House. It says Racecraft, so come at me. Come at me, come at me yo. All right, Casey. All right, later, guys. May the, <laughs> the shorts be with you, homie. Later, Tasty. Right. We got room for a couple more callers here, possibly. 
what you guys got you want to talk about wicked you want to talk about the nats coming up this coming up weekend 10 scale nats you want to talk about rc pro-am you want to talk about john from arizona's girlfriend who's probably not probably not a girlfriend Who knows? i don't know <laughs> i have no idea what she was i, if I, she's I almost the feel like it, it was ai and yeah right at That's minimum maybe but at minimum an acquaintance that just gets us one step closer true you know but 10 scale nats is, is coming up a lot of people were posting uh you know them flying out there i know you take uh, dakota or the field <laughs> who dakota or the field I mean, fuck, I'm, I'm going to go Dakota. <laughs> I take Dakota all day. That's a, that's a pretty sure fire one. Mayfield's not going to be there, and I don't know many people. Like, it's Rifkin, in my opinion, right now, uh, maybe Aiden Horn on a breakout just having the best weekend of his life because he is he's getting so fast, and I love Aiden. But if, if there's no problems, no one beats Dakota. I would like to see one of these young upstarts get in the mix, you know, Bada, Templeman. Sure. Matty G. I would like to see one of them kind of farting around with, with the top dogs. That would be cool to see. I agree. Whoa. Look who it is. Oh my God. Okay. Here we go. Now, now <laughs> we have I some, took a piss. Now we have some real questions. Yes. Where you been hey, and why did you call us with some voice changing software and act like you had a girlfriend? That's what we want to know. No, 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 no. Don't worry, don't worry. We broke up two weeks ago. All right. <laughs> That's that that was not my number. We broke up two weeks ago and <laughs> I have been like in Florida since. You and just told, I'm, you I'm just told her where you right are. Now and I just heard that. <laughs> So Stacy from Arizona, stop looking for John. Was it Stacy? Yeah, no, yeah. I just, yeah. I just named her Stacy. No, her name's Tiff. Tiff? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Tiff. Oh shit. <laughs> That's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. So John, you're in Florida. Yeah, what are you doing down there? You broke up. Well, I came here for a little vacation, you know, a post breakup vacation, you know, and mm-hmm. um, like I was the reason why we broke up is because I was convinced she was a reptilian. <laughs> like you should, you should have seen the way she acted, man. <laughs> yeah. Lizard like. So Lizard like. So right you're like, looking what are you doing thing. in the backyard? Just hanging out on a rock all day. <laughs> during, like, <laughs> Why are you out there? Come inside. It's hot. Yeah, and like she would like sit out in the sun like all day. Like you don't get hot. I think she's cold blooded, man. Cold blooded. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So hot how'd the breakup go? You obviously bloody. didn't. You obviously didn't tell her shit because she's looking for you and still thinks you're her boyfriend. So is there something no, you'd no, like no, to say has, to, to Tiff right now? To Tiffany, I'd have I'd like to say, stop looking for me. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Tiffany, we're sorry you had to hear it through the Wheel and Trigger are. podcast. I was hitting the crickets. He didn't say nothing. <laughs> John is is no longer interested, and you're gonna have to find another 
Terrarium Tom to hang out with. Hey, John, how tall are you? He's gone. He hung up. What? No. Oh, yeah. What a little wanker. John, he must have lost connection. Get wow. him back on the line. Star 69, how, John. I want to know how tall he was. He hung up. That's interesting. What do you think is going on? I don't know. I just want to know who, the, who he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying word. to figure out however many episodes we're into this. Like, still do not know who this guy is. Why would he hang up at that moment, though? That's the question. I don't know. Maybe that was like the. Connected. Maybe like <laughs> RC Troy says she found him. <laughs> Johnson, uh, Johnson uh, Blondie's interested. So. I, I asked Wait. how tall he was. He just posted in the chat 5'11, but she said uh, he was 6'1. She so, did say he was 6'1. So I'm, there's uh, some. There's holes. There's holes in this story. Why did you hang up, John? Yeah, you suck, dude. Don't get to speak to you for almost a month and then you just freaking bang out on us. We're going to okay, talk to well, somebody else. Looks like we got somebody else coming on. We got about 15 minutes left. Chase is struggling tonight. I could go all night. Chase is over there struggling. He's like about to go to bed. He's freaking allergies killing him. Look at him. He's just whining. His eyes about to cry. Look at him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I got our next caller. All right. Who we got here? Chris from Atlanta. Is this the Chris Van Air from Atlanta? What's up, brother? What's what up, up dude? dude? I was just wondering, are you on your way to this NASA tomorrow or what? I wish that I was. I have... Lucas is on vacation this week. I have two new employees where I have to move a container on Thursday to RC Pro-Am. So everything kind of happened at uh, at a bad time. But I'm thinking about coming down Friday night and coming home Sunday morning. So we'll see. We'll see how things are going. There you go. I want to be there, I man. I'm, the track. I feel it's terrible. Gonna be, uh, it's going to be pretty sick. Yeah, I, I know it is, man. Sean, Sean's put in his everything. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed that. I mean, I'm I'm really not happy that I'm not going to be there, but I got to make some smart decisions in my plus, life. The bottom of the 40 plus class will be lonely without you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm coming for you uh, at Masters. I'm going to run 40 plus just to race you. Actually, I think I'm going to either do that or I'm going to run a short course truck just to, just to race you. I'm not even Sounds like a pretty safe class to run there, Brent. Right now. Yeah, you're the short course king. Try it. Yeah, but, you know, that's so here. That's kind of like a, a topic I was going to bring up, see what she wanted to talk about here with the roar. And, um, you know, there was a lot of online talk um, about uh, the sportsman classes at Wicked Weekend and saying there's, like, sponsored drivers in there and, like, all that. So I just was wondering your thoughts of, like, do you think roar can come up with a way to try to create, like, I always try to go back to like the BMX style, you know, like of how you can sign up through like ABA or whatever. And basically, you know, as you race at local club level, your finishing results go towards the point system and then it automatically seeds you like into a class. Like if roar, I know like that would be a massive change to try to roll out and, you know, people want change, but I don't know if they want, that big a change but it could be something interesting to try to 
make the classes a little bit more even and not having, you know, such a discussion about it. Cause if you earned your way into that spot, you're there for a reason. You know? I actually had a conversation with Lance McDonald about this yesterday <laughs> as we were talking about breakout rules for the uh, RC pro-am. And, um, yeah, that was one of the topics that came up, how easy it would be for people like us that put on races outside of Roar to utilize a system like that. Unfortunately, in America or globally at the moment, the only ranking systems are done by people who have developed a formula for these certain races of the year and so on and so forth. Um, I think roar could do a very good service to themselves by having i think they could get more tracks involved if they were to say you you would be part of the national ranking system if they were to have a national ranking system that was only used by roar tracks or or people who pay for roar memberships or whatever um and allow that to you know factor into some kind of ranking system but i i agree 100 that would be that would be the way to do it um, for all roar races and everybody else could then utilize it if they could come up with something. I think that would be a great way of doing it the way we're doing it. They have something interesting. Like if you look at RC garage, I don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. seen that. I have it's actually kind of an interesting website, but it has like for however long you've been running, it's got all your finishing positions. So, I mean, I feel like an infrastructure is in place. Like they're taking sure. most of that stuff's been posted through, through live RC. And so if like you could take that and somehow if Live RC and Roar could get on the same page, you could take that ranking system. If your club, most tracks have their system in there and it'll take all those results and kind of pull it. I think that that could be something. Yeah. As, be as long as you're using live time, that's how, that's how they do it is you got to be using the, the, the scoring software that they can you know, yeah, pick, if, pick the results out of. Hi, Chris chase here. I raced ABA Ooh. for a lot of years. I raced a lot of bikes and yeah, that it would be so cool to have a ranking system like that where, you know, even the smallest club race earns you points in the national ranking system. <laughs> it would, yeah, I think exactly. it would take, I think it would take roar to adopt something like that with non roar affiliated tracks to create that system. Cause it's going to be easier for them to adopt that system that RC Garage is using, then it is going to be to get all these tracks to get Roar affiliated and yeah, bring that to their sure. races. I'm not saying to try to get all the tracks Roar affiliated, but make that a part of, of uh, make that a, a, a carrot to become a Roar affiliated track. Let's not forget but that RC Garage is already if, doing it. Yeah, I like, know they are. I know they are, but Roar's a sanctioning body. They they have members. They're not going to look outside of their members and, and they shouldn't because if you're not supporting them, why are they going to support you? So I think that they should just make it easy, like more user friendly to get part of war. You know I mean? I think that it's, you know, you know, I'm again, not trying to back for, but I think there's a way to create it to make it more user friendly for everyone. And I think that if they, it was easier to sign up, um, like if you went to a track, say like, oh yeah, like after, you know, you pay this amount of money for your first two club races. And then after that, like it's 15 bucks or something like that. The first couple of times it's 25 because that'll pay for your, your membership or whatever. And then, you know, I think that the incentive then if like all tracks are tied in, like, you know, like, you know, certain, uh, BMX tracks, some nights they'll do like a double points night, you know, and then 
that just draws more people in because like, oh, I want to advance. So they want to come in for a double points night. And so that could add more, you know, meat on the bone for uh, club tracks, you know, to get more club racing going. You know, that could be something fun as well. Which is exactly what I'm saying. If they're not a Roar affiliate, to use that as a carrot to become a Roar affiliated track so that people would want to come yes. there knowing that their stats are going to count towards something. Right now, the sure. RC garage is just a, you know, look at what I did type of, of thing. Um, yeah. It's but really aren't you like Roar secretary now. You should be able to like work your way right in there with the greasy meal, you know? Well, you know, with, with BMX racing, you can't, your first day, it doesn't matter if you just grabbed a bike from Walmart and you go to the BMX track and try and race, you're paying a temporary ABA membership, no matter what track you go to. And I don't know where I was going with that, but it sounded like a good opener. Yeah, but does does that track have to be ABA affiliated for that track to? I think they're the all scores? just automatically ABA affiliated tracks. They're all of them are. It doesn't why, matter where you go. I see. I just. I mean, it, there's there's no speaking, possible way. Most tracks want to be Roar. Shouldn't most people want to be part of Roar though? Like a track is like a track owner yourself. Don't they offer like insurances in case someone? I mean, I don't know only only if the only if the racer is roar uh, is a roar member. So so, so you're, they you're expect thinking, you to sell roar memberships because you're a roar track, and that insures all the racers for. I think it's like ten thousand dollar type of uh, well, injury type policy. That would be better for every track off the bat, right? Hundred percent. Right. If they're the reason a why I roar membership when they sign up the first day, kid goes buys a slash, comes to your or he buys a slash at your track, Beach RC Hobbies, and he's going to sign a waiver and pay a small fee for his temporary roar membership. Then your track is not liable for anything that happens to that kid when he's out there with his slash on his first day, which is not true because you're always liable. Lawyers, you're always going to figure out a way to fuck you no matter what. All right. Well, that was a good idea to get people to do it. It it would be, and and I'm I'm all for it. I was never gonna try to sell a roar membership or have a roar event at my my track. Period. Because I don't I didn't believe in the leadership in the system. I believe in right now. I believe in what Clayton's trying to do. I think they're doing a great job. There's a lot of communication going on behind the scenes right now. I believe in it, and I will. I want to be part of it, and I've told them that and we're you know i am talking with them at at some fashion like not hardcore because they've got a lot going on for the nats right now but i'm in that discussion the fact is roar needs something like that national point system to really try or or they need to bring back regionals that mean something so that they can get tracks involved because right now the only thing that a track gets by being roar affiliated is a liability policy, but they still have to convince the, the, the racers to be roar members as well to even for that policy even matter. So yeah, I, just, I just don't see how, why it can't work for, for all of us, our RC racers when it easily works for BMX. Sure. I like guess not even like a, a gripe or an anything. Sure. I agree. There's, I, I think they're doing what's right right now. I think they're working on it. So, I think there's definitely a, a bigger faith in Roar right now. Let's, uh, dang, Mike Fuller. Yeah, Mike Fuller's trying to call. The Chris, dad with the there? fastest kids in town is trying to call in. Chris, you there? Or did you hang up? 
I think Did we lose Chris? Van Air is gone. He has left the chat. What happened? But maybe Mike Fuller. He, he JFA'd us, man. Sorry, Chris. I'll see you at Masters. Good luck this weekend, dude. I wish I was there. I'm very, very bummed. This was a hard decision to make, and it didn't come easy at all. So, Mike, call in 843-438-1100. Try to beat the other nerds that want to talk to us. Five minutes left. Let's talk to the fuller. We'll give you 10. Yeah, we'll give him like an extra five. Man. Can I don't know, dude. I think like that dude that just called in, Chris, had a really good point. Yeah, he did. Like we and should, it, it should be a given just like he brought me back. And I never even thought of it about it from that angle before. Yeah. No, that I every time you, you go to try and race BMX, dude, like you are paying an ABA temporary membership or you, you are allowed to sign up for the year for like 50 bucks for the year. And then you get a cool little sponsorship pack or not a sponsorship packet, but an ABA packet. And, you know, you start getting the newsletter. Roar could have a newsletter every week, you know, what's going on, the local winners. And it shows all the standings from every state, every track. But none of them, get, sick. none of them get paid at the moment, which I think if we want to expect all that out of them, they probably need to get paid. If wow. they're gonna if they're gonna take it to that level, they need they need to get paid. At least the officials. And and I'm not talking a huge salary. I'm talking, you know, a, whatever it takes a, a working person to to do that kind of work. So they're not paid. <laughs> they figure out how ABA does it. Yeah. All right. All right, who we got? Oh, oh man. The boss. What up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, my dude? Mr. Top What's 25. Up, <laughs> Let's keep that on the down low. Oh, did I say that loud? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. How you doing, man? You can talk about that too if you want. Hey, what's up, man? You guys uh, piqued my interest with the uh, sandbagging uh, talk. Well, come on with it. I want to hear what your thoughts are because your two sons definitely aren't sandbagging right now. If anything, they're taking their nuts and laying it on the bumper decks of the other people in front of them and slapping them with them uh you know they're doing pretty well i can't complain i'm pretty proud of them that's for sure absolutely but uh you know uh i mean caden ran the intermediate for a bit mason never did he always went straight in the pro so it was a little different but uh caden ran intermediate for i don't know a year or two just just to get confidence was nice like chase Chase mentioned last show, you know, you can, uh, if somebody's dominating for a year in intermediate or whatever, open class, whatever, you know what I mean? I think that's fine. But if you're in there two years, three years, winning, you know what I mean? Then it gets a little bit, uh, maybe it's time to move up, but I really don't see that. If you look at, go ahead. No, I just said it gets a little taboo in your fourth year of dominating intermediate. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit. Any class for that matter. Oh, you know what I mean. Everybody, 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 any class, yeah. But anybody needs their year. You know what I mean. If you're, if you're in there for a year, I don't have a problem with it. I agree with that. I think I've but always told really, people that have asked me even, when when they should move up. I've always told them like, have you won a race in the class that you're in yet? Like, if you want a a wicked weekend in sportsman or intermediate, then then don't move up. Like, run that class until you've yeah. accomplished something. But when you do and you feel like you've accomplished what your goals were set to be. Move up and get faster. 
hundred percent. Which I don't see a problem in in intermediate. There's really not really anybody dominate and stay in there. I don't see. Maybe you guys do. I don't know. There's a lot of parody in there. I agree. Sportsman was a little bit but weird at, at Wicked. The sportsman class, I could see where that's the problem. You know what I mean? The I sportsman mean, to the intermediate level, that's what I see the problem. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that just proves that, you know, maybe they're close to being ready. There's always going to be, I mean, even down to rookie, there's there's always going to be rookies running sportsman times, sportsmen running intermediate times. There's going to be intermediates running pro times. You know, it's all about who finishes that race. It doesn't matter how fast you are in qualifying or anything like that, you know, um, it, it, the experience comes and the time to bump up comes when those guys are on that top step of the podium, top three steps of the podium, race after race, after race, after race, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. If you, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it, just to uh, go back to like the whole ABA and, and the roar situation, trying to have like a, a ranking system. Uh, I, I just my mind started thinking about iRacing and how even though it's video game very realistic video game um they have a system that pair you know that puts you in groups based on you know how you how you were or your results you know previously so it's it's an algorithm that can be can be done pretty easily i would assume you know i'm not the guy to do it by any means but i, I assume it can be done pretty easily Uh, yeah, I think it could be, um, like, uh, have you guys ever golfed? Like, uh, I know you guys aren't big golfers, but they do, uh, flights. You ever heard of that? Yeah. So everybody rate, uh, basically golfs in the same class and then you don't really know the break where it's going to be. Right. But the, the promoters kind of have a predetermined break. You know what I mean? Of where, so where you're going to break out at. Right. Where you're going to go to the next, to the next day, basically from class. go to Saturday. Yeah, so essentially, instead, you would just do a break. The promoter could say, okay, we're going to do the top 30 is going to be pro. Then uh, 30 to 60 is going to be intermediate. You know what I mean? And then something like that. And then that's your sportsman guys. And you all qualify. And you don't really know what main you're going to be. So you can't sandbag. So you want to do the best you can. And then to kind of make it fair, you just do a break. And it's predetermined. So it's all one class. For instance, like Nitro Buggy, all one class. If there's 90 entries, the top 30 is pro, the mid 30 is intermediate, bottom 30 is sportsman. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't really sandbag because you don't know exactly where that break's going to be. So they they would deviate a little bit all the time, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. You you hear this, you hear that a lot, like open qualifying and seating kind of determines where everybody's going to end up. But at the same time, my take on that is you can't have Mayfield or your boys or anybody at that level qualifying with people that don't have the skill levels to keep it on the track or do anything like that that would screw up their qualifying. Well, that's where seating comes into play. Yeah, seating's huge. I love races that have seating. Awesome. It helps. I mean, even though if you have, yeah, even, you know, the chances seating. are a pro is going to have one out of every 20 races they go to a one bad one. So their seating means, you know, it gets them all to racing together. They know that they know how to race with each other. Um, definitely puts you with the level of t- 
talent that you kind of belong in. Yeah. And I don't well, really see a problem with the pro class. Like, if, if you look at the pro class, pretty much everybody belongs in there. They kind of sign up. Everybody that's in pro should be there. So it almost just needs to be between the sportsman and the intermediate. That's where I see the gray area. Yeah. Yeah. If you look be, at the times, pro the pro guys are in the classes they should be in. I think it would be it would be fine. Oh, everything open and then pro. That would be fine for qualifying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you just divide it there. Maybe if you want to split it to a, a sportsman level, you can split it somewhere in that. Yeah. But, but at what, a local level you're qualifying, you know, depending on where you're at, you might be qualifying with, you know, three dudes that just showed with their X maxes. Are <laughs> <You know? laughs> race promoters going to not use the, the word sportsman and open or sportsman intermediate because they're afraid that they won't get as many because of the f- fact that they're all racing for one trophy instead of two trophies. You know, I, I you know, nationals is always pretty especially in the a scale side of things it's nitro i should say the 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 fuel nets is always pretty guaranteed to be sold out i mean i know the last couple years we've had a little bit of on and off but it's always a good turnout it's not 600 entries but it's always a good turnout and everyone's racing each other heads up there's there's no parity in in what class you belong in like when when will that become a thing or will it ever is that has that ship sailed because people want to you know race for trophies versus just see where they fit in uh, man my opinion is people want that long main on the trophy and the podium so that's why they're doing it you know what i mean so if they can find a way to get into that that's why AMS is cool. You get everybody gets the long main, you know. Yeah. But I yeah. guess you don't have you still don't get the trophy and the podium, you know. Everybody wants that trophy and podium pick. Seems like. I don't know. I mean, this, I get, this conversation I, I guess. I don't think there's any way for this conversation to ever freaking end. Until <laughs> well, you know what I mean? it, it, it's never going to end. Like there's we're just beating dead horses <laughs> with all this shit. You know, go race RC cars, have fun, and who gives a shit until somebody like Roar can come up with this ranking system, people can follow it, and and people can lay where they lie, you know, until something like that happens till we have a a holy grail of exactly how it should go down and everybody can follow that. This conversation, I'm, I'm honestly just fucking done with this, the whole thing. (laughs) <laughs> with all the classes, yeah, all this sandbagging and all this shit, I really, man, like it's like you just go around in circles. Doesn't matter. Everybody's got their opinion, and it never freaking ends. That's why I'm so glad when the boys just both go pro because they don't have to worry about it. Just hey, right? man, you go keep being the best, gets the best, and then whatever happens, happens, man. You just want to make that a exactly get in the show, and then. I've always felt like if I got beat by somebody who was so much better than me that they could have finished way up in the class above me, then that's on them. I mean, I don't care if I bring home plastic or anything, you know, there's a couple trophies out there I'd love to have. I mean, who wouldn't want to have one of those psycho nitro winter trophies or, you know, the masters of dirt trophies. Like there's, there's a few trophies I think that are really cool out there. Um, A lot of people, you know, just 
you know, most of us give out plaques for our, our regular races. So for me, I'm not, you know, I'd rather win a championship of a point series over, over a win in most cases, but obviously there's some marquee wins that you would love to have. I don't, I don't care if I get beat by somebody who's way better than me that belongs in, in pro and I'm an intermediate, but that's on them. They have to live with the fact that they, they knew they were going to be miles ahead better than me and everybody else. If that's, that's what they're going to do. I, I don't care what they do. I just, okay. So like, yeah. look at this, look at this scenario. Okay. Just from wicked. Imagine this was intermediate and Seth Van Dalen had a standout race, right? He yeah. hasn't been up there in a really, really long time. Imagine if Seth was just a no name dude in the intermediate class and all of a sudden he had this badass race, he would be the talk of the town. If he was in sponsor in sportsman or intermediate, because he just had this breakout freaking awesome race. People would be up in arms with how fast he was driving and how ahead of the game he was. than sportsman intermediate. Right. That's how this shit works, dude. People talk shit on these guys that just have a good damn race. Exactly. You know, I think people are worried about the wrong stuff. I think they yeah. need to worry about themselves. They need to, they need to go there for the right reasons, which is either if you're a pro and you're making money, you go there to win. If you're not, then you go there to have fun. And if you don't go there to have fun, then what the hell are you doing this for? Seriously. It's expensive. It's a lot of work. It's yeah, a lot pro, of time. Yeah. Even the pro guys got to have fun, dude. You're not having fun. It's not Absolutely. money they're making it worth it either. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have to have fun. I, I, so what do you, I had a ton of fun. Subject to uh, Brazil. What do you guys think about Brazil? That's a good point. There you go, Mike. Thank you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of going to a dark spot right there. I was kind of getting mad. Uh, I think Brazil. <laughs> think of the, uh, world being in Brazil. Dude, I think Brazil is probably one of the raddest places to go skateboard in the world. I don't know how it is for RC. I haven't really dove into it too much. I, uh, you've been to Brazil. I haven't been there, but I mean, dude, like there has been so many like cool skateboarding videos and parts and some of the best skateboarders to ever come from skateboarding have come from Brazil. Bob Burnquist, just to say the most popular one, he's from Sao Paulo, Brazil. No shit. Uh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. He's Brazilian. So, and there's a, a of, bunch of other street street skaters that aren't as mainstream, but dude, there's so many that come from Brazil. So, a lot of the PBR guys that are badasses are from Brazil. I mean, maybe but, it's the, they come from a car, a hard country, but yeah, um, it might be hard there, but it's also freaking beautiful and somewhere you should go, you yeah. know? Um, I I'm think excited. Any, I don't know if the, the spot is semi touristy or what kind of, you know, what, where this thing is at. But I think if if it's in a semi touristy spot, nobody should have anything to worry about. Yeah, I I I think uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go just for the vacation side of things, visit a new country. Um, I've heard that uh, that that part of Sao Paulo and all they they take good pretty pretty good care of you there. Um, there's other parts of Brazil that are very dangerous, and you know you need to be a little bit more concerned, but. Um, I, from what I understand, from what people have told me, and I this is me just talking secondhand, um, no firsthand experience. Uh, 
the main thing we have to worry about going there is not getting high uh, extorted to blackmailed for for our luggage like make we got to make sure that we have our luggage there um and taken care of by somebody there's people there that take care of that kind of stuff so that's the only thing that i know about it but i'm looking forward to going just because it's a place i've always wanted to go to and uh i love tropical rainforesty type areas so uh, i'm looking forward to it What about you, Mike? Yeah, I heard. Uh, do not take your cell phone out in public. I heard. Don't take your cell phone out in public. Really? It will get jacked. I heard yeah, that about Spain too, though. <laughs> I keep your I keep your bling down. I mean, yeah. I could drive. Yeah. I could drive cool. thirty or forty miles to L.A. and those same rules apply. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it just same sucks you're in a different country. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big thing. Is oh, like yeah, they they've got you by the balls over there. Yeah, you know, be smart. If it's sketchy, be smart. Go to the first gift shop, they buy don't. yourself a knife. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's funny. I don't know, man. You know, I'm going to freaking Egypt next year for a couple Ooh, weeks, and that's, that's sketchy as shit. But nah, it's also man. awesome. Yeah. You know? Fuck. Mike, I'm so glad you called. What are you doing up so late, man? And past your bedtime? It's got to be like 8, 8, 8 11 or Wait. something. Dude, it's ten o'clock. Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. Well, I, actually, I'm I'm behind you guys. You guys are well, you guys are eleven right now, right? Well, I am. Chase is like yeah, it's eight o'clock here. We're good. My wife's asleep. Chase's wife's uh, waiting for him, probably naked, and uh, your wife is probably <laughs> wondering why you're still up. <laughs> nah, I should go better at eleven. I, I I gotta get another good hour on me, but yeah, I should go better at eleven. Nice. Mike, love what you do, I'm man. You raised some, you raised some really fine boys, man. You did. They're doing great. For all those people that don't know Mike Fuller, that. his his boys are Mason and Caden, and they're very good kids. Mike's a rad dude. They have a whole badass RC family. Um, there's a few of them out there, and they're one of them. So um, I'm glad that you actually listened to us in our bullshit banter and just hanging out. <laughs> Yeah, man. Good times. I like always listen to all the podcasts and whatnot. It's so. awesome. Killer, man. And we watch your lives, too. All right, your dri- yeah, your well, drive home lives are always good. Yes. Keep them coming. Uh, we didn't do one last time. I was too tired, but yeah, I'll try to keep doing them. Yeah, they're good times. Last dude, the wicked wore us out, dude. We were like, I'm about to kick on my home from that one, but. I believe it. <laughs> we got up at like, that was a 15 hour drive. So we got up at like five in the morning to beat the traffic. It was real brutal. So we were all just. So I didn't do one on the way home from that one, but Oof. yeah, we'll try to do one more when we're on the road. Well, we appreciate you, and it's always good That's seeing you. Long, long awesome, right, Mike. Well, you guys get it, dude. And, uh... Yeah, no problem. You guys keep up the good work, dude. Thanks, keep Mike. Later, Mike. Hope to see you soon. Peace out. Yep. Peace out, man. Peace, Mike. Well, All Dan right. Chase, it's a good person to end it on. Yeah, it was. That was a good, good people, good conversations. I have no idea. John from Arizona has really lost his luster. Yes. Yes. That's a good way. I think he's lost his luster and he needs Uh, to do something to get me intrigued again. Cause I mean, I don't even, I I think we might, you know, maybe one more call with this guy and I'm going to tell Robert, like, he's going to have to start screening his calls if he can't come through with something better than tonight. Cause I expected 
good laugh and all i got was a lot of heartburn questions yeah i didn't we got, I didn't... We got more questions so john you got one more shot yeah and you will be blocked from the wheel and trigger podcast live show which you won't you won't notice it now but later in life you're gonna truly regret that yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> hey may the schwartz be with you yeah don't let your meat loaf thank for watching thank for watching yeah time to go to bed oh by the way one tenth nats dirt nats this weekend gonna be rad sean harding worked his balls off i wish i was gonna be there very upset i'm not that is probably the biggest regret of the year for me at this point and in two weeks mugen challenge mugen challenge lcrc you can challenge at LCRC. I we will be on after, so we'll be on the Tuesday after the Mugen Challenge, and uh, then the week after that is RC Proam. We'll talk more about that um, the next show. But uh, hell yeah, right on. Lots Thanks, going Chase. on. Lots going on. Man, that was a good show. Lots of uh, interaction. Lots of rad stuff. And uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Brent. That was good shit. And I've got to pee again, for fuck's sake. God, dog it. Y'all, peace. Good night.